Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Friends at home, I'm Chris Thrall. I'm a former Royal Marines Commando who served in the Northern Ireland conflict. Um, did, uh, what did I do? I did Arctic warfare and survival training up in the Norwegian Arctic. And I specialised in airborne insertion, aka parachuting, right? Um, finished, uh, also for a part of my time, I served in a part of a 12-man uh, high-security detachment on board a British aircraft carrier. Um, after leaving the military, as some of you know, I kind of had a few uh, interesting challenges. I ended up working for the Hong Kong Triads as a nightclub doorman. Then, um, what am I saying? Uh, yeah, you can say a, a challenging childhood quite a, a, a damaging childhood, you could say, caught up with me. Hence, part of our um, the reason for having Ben on as a, as, a, as a guest tonight. And I found myself getting increasingly uh, addicted to crystal methamphetamine to the point where I, I entered what's known as uh, clinical psychosis. If you ever work for the Hong Kong triads, I don't advise having clinical psychosis. It... Uh, it all got a bit hairy, you could say. Anyway, since then, I've lived, worked and travelled in 80 countries across all seven continents. I like to think I've learned a few truths along the way. Um, not sure whose truths they are, but I, I like to think of it as the universal truth. I think we're entering a time now in society, and that's global society, that is incredibly frightening. I don't want to get too too kind of deep on YouTube but I think some of you know what I mean and it's by the kindness of having people like Ben on the show this evening that we can start to show our young people why life is why it is and put some explanation behind it because at the minute so many people are just throwing hate, bitterness, envy and jealousy and of course you would be if you watch, if you believe what you see on the television and that's your main source of entertainment, um, you're going to believe that life's all about accumulating money and driving flash cars and that's going to make you happy. You're going to believe that um, people that impersonate the military should have rocks thrown at them and this kind of thing, right? And we're here to try to, you know, dispel a few of these myths by just talking about the truth so that's me last thing i'll say because i do have to pay my bills is that's my memoir for those of you um who've not read it if you have thank you so much uh eating smoke one man's descent into crystal meth psychosis in hong kong's triad heartland it's a funny book believe it or not um and i wrote it just to explain to people what it's like why do some people get addicted to things drugs whatever why do some people feel the need to experiment with drugs in the first place right and why do some of us get into, into trouble with with addictions so badly 
that we almost die and yet we can't stop the you know the habit we've developed right of course i'm talking about mental health here and our very fragile psychology so that's it thank you for <laughs> listening uh, to uh, what was possibly a bit of an extended intro but i am well aware we're getting so many subscribers every day that a lot of you have no idea who i am enough about me on to our guest ben is hi chris hello mate Ben is good intro uh, there. Very, uh, very, very uh, rounded. I think it was quite. Um, yeah, we covered a lot of topics or, or skimmed across a few. So, so yeah. <laughs> yes. Really good. Nice to be on here. Nice to see you again. Yes, and I, I'll, I'll let you, um, you know, say uh, say a few bits and pe- uh, say bits and pieces. Say say your intro if you like. But I, I just yeah, wanted sure. to say before I did that, or before you did that. Um, that I've I've kind of heralded you as the bravest person that's been on my my podcast so far. Um, a lot of people refer to us military folks as heroes, and I'm always trying to dispel that myth. We're not heroes, you know. We we just signed. We just joined up to do a job because it 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 seemed mm. that way at the time. The money seemed yeah. quite good, seemed quite exciting. We didn't join up to be heroes, and when you're in the forces, you're going to meet a lot of people that. They don't kind of, you know, tick tick the hero box. Let let's just leave it at that. But Ben, you mm. certainly do. Um, and yeah, why am thank I you, saying? Chris. It's, why am I saying no, that? No, it's, it's it's a kind it's a kind thing to say. And thank you very much. Um, I suppose to set the context about not who I am as a person, but who I've been in in our relationship. Because I suppose to describe exactly who I am, you know, it's a much larger conversation. But um. Yeah, we, we spoke a while back um, when I reached out to you via social media and said, hey, Chris, you know, uh, for a large pr- proportion of my life, um, as a result of, um, well, I'm a child abuse survivor. That's probably one way to put it. Um, as a result of a, a psychosis from the trauma received through a very traumatic life, um, I descended into a sort of a, 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 a dissociative identity is, is, is I heard that phrase or read it in one of the comments actually which was quite got good to understand that because I didn't know about that before but um, so I developed a sort of dissociative identity to who I actually was and spent a lot of time around people in the military knew a lot of people who were serving or had served family and sort of created an identity of myself of, of you know someone who was or is serving in, in the armed forces um not through want of trying so i did as we, we spoke about before i, I did apply join the royal marines a, a while ago but my mental um my mental ca- uh, capacity at the time simply would not have allowed me to go through any kind of training even though deep down you know it was something that i wanted to paint myself as um but as i've sort of grown up and gone through some some quite significant experiences i spent some time in the arctic as well um, maybe not running around with rifles in my hand, but definitely riding snowmobiles in forests and avoiding moose and bear and, you know, going out on frozen oceans and things like that. So I, I sort of went through a bit of an experience of, of, um, of, of living abroad. And during that time, had some time in, in the Netherlands and expanded one's consciousness as you do, uh, which turned out to be very beneficial to opening my eyes to who I actually was, which was just a regular person at the end of the day that had suffered a, a traumatic part of the beginning of my life. Um, I think it's important to say that, you know, we're all doing the best we can in life. There's no such thing as perfection. Um, and, you know, we, we, 
we go about our day and, and, and try to make the best uh, of our situation. So I suppose, would I be classified as a Walter Mitty? I guess so. Yeah, it's, you know, you can't sort of run away from, from your past in that kind of aspect. But I suppose in a, in a, in a term of doing the right thing and, and reaching out to people who might be in similar circumstances, might know people who have maybe a dissociative identity about who they actually are, if they pretend to be in the military or pretend to have served or not. Um, the, the the serious and quite you know life threatening condition of mental health problems with more than common young men, but it doesn't it, you know it's not gender uh, specific um, is is a very serious topic that you know we, unless we just destigmatize it completely um, is not going to get any better, and especially with these kind of times that we're currently going through now, where everything is chaotic. There's, you know, what's next on the on the the, the surprise um, uh, production line because we've had a lot of them in the last twelve months, um, even the last few years, and, and with people's mental health not really being at the strongest because of things like media influence, lifestyle choices. Um, it, it it's something that we all have to take from from a commu- small community level and focus on to help each other really. Um, this is this is kind of how I see you know, and I don't consider myself to be um, a key player or anything like that. I'm just literally a person that has suffered, learned, and is willing to share. Um, is that me, or, or have you muted, mate? Uh, oh, hang I on. can hear you. I, I can hear. I sorry, I can hear you again. You just um, went mute then for a second. I don't know if that's my it, equipment, it, yeah, it could, YouTube. Could or... be a connection. Who knows? Could be a dodgy jack lead on your headphones. Could be anything. Uh-huh. Yes, but, uh, this, I, this, this I, is. I, 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 go on. No, that's all right, mate. I, I, I was just waiting for you to finish. I think there's a little bit of a delay. Yeah, you have to. This is the thing about live streaming. You have to try to um, uh, uh, pick your moment, so to speak. So yes, um, and now I'm a bit thrown because you went mute. Now I'm not sure if it's if you're mute or of your if you're silent, no. but. No, just 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 waiting for. I mean, you you picked up on a couple of things actually. One thing I was going to say was about, um, I suppose, the state of the world and how how I see it. But I don't know whether you want to go into the, that deep end straight away. But one thing I've definitely noticed for people is there's there's a there's a massive polarization um, in terms of you know what we're seeing and and how people are being herded into into sort of left side, right side. Um, there's a there's a lot of that going on, which I don't think is very good for particularly for people's mental health. Um, I've not seen a um, a direct uh, increase of of people dressing up as soldiers and walking around cenotaphs and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's actually related, but I did enjoy your video the other day of um, of you getting quizzed, and I think it was quite a, quite an eye opening thing. I definitely sort of learnt some uh, some bits and bobs there, but. Um, Maybe it might uh, might might increase sort of people going for that uh, that Walter Mitty approach. Now they've got a bit more credible knowledge. That was my thoughts thinking about it when you were doing it. Right. Let, um, well, let's let's have a look at that video. So Ben is talking about um, the video I did with Jonah. So that's Matt Jones, who's a who's a videographer, filmmaker, um, former Marine, and Matt approached me with the idea of making a video about in brackets water mitties right i even hate the expression because it's a derogatory label for 
the misunderstanding of what are essentially serious mental health conditions. It's quite rare that, I mean, it does happen that people impersonate military to go out and, and commit crime or to, you know, to scam somebody else. But the vast majority of these individuals, as, as we covered in our last chat then, are people that are not very well. People that have, are suffering some form of, of delusion, um, some for, form of severe identity complex. Mm. And, and it, it needs to be taken as seriously as if somebody had another illness. So let's just say cancer, right? You'd never humiliate someone with cancer online and, 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 and put their face across the whole of YouTube and point fingers and threaten to, to, you know, do horrible things to them. Well, why is it when it comes to mental health that that's all okay? Why is it if someone's battling addiction, it's their fault, right? It's a mental health condition. It's not something you, you choose to have, right? So at first, I was very hesitant to, to agree to a film with Jonah. I didn't want to be taken the wrong way for many reasons, not just the mental health, but also I'm a confident or happy enough person that I couldn't care less if people want to dress up in military uniform. In fact, I kind of promote it because we live in a free society. We're not we're losing that freedom by the day because people are more concerned with some old 70 year old man who's wearing a military uniform. You know, mm. heaven forbid he might be a fraud. People are more concerned mm. with that nonsense than standing up for the wrongs that are being done to us. And I'm saying no, no more there, but you know, you don't have to, you know, you can look out your window and, and physically see it with your eyes. Your children's future being stolen and your children being sold into slavery as we speak. And yet, because we're all squabbling between black people and white people and service people and non-service people and gay people and straight people and, and, and it just goes on and on and on. Instead, yeah. of, instead of uniting on the common thread that one thing that runs through mankind is, is mutual respect and love. That's my experience across 80 countries, right? Yeah. So it's like from the freedom perspective, people can do what they want. It's a free yeah. society. And, so, and it's great that you mentioned that actually. I, it, it occurred to me or in a thought that it occurred to me the other day that, um, for example, you would have serving service people or, or uh, veterans that would see someone uh, or some, know of someone that was that was being a Walter Mitty, and and uh, the attitude. If you sort of pigeonhole what the rough attitude would would be uh, across a um, uh, an amount of people, for, you, you wouldn't have the same reaction from. Maybe sounds a bit out there, but like the drag queen community, you don't get a group of women who accuse drag queens um, of, of disrespecting them by, by impersonating them, which is essentially what they're doing. They're, they're identifying as something and then dressing up and impersonating and living, you know, to the, to the best of their ability as a woman, for example. Like that doesn't exist. In, if anything, it's glorified. I don't know a single one of my, my girlfriends that doesn't love anything to do with drag queens. They, they think they're hilarious and funny. 
I'm I'm mildly amused by them or mildly, you know, I don't have anything against them. Um, but there seems to be, I guess, uh, or or there might be a, um, a a number of service people that might be very against anyone that would pretend or, or um, dress up or or, or just, you know stigmatise me, even if they're not service people. Someone would actually um, be quite hurtful and and aggressive towards someone who was living in a dissociative identity as a service person because that is their shield or their their way of protecting them or, or experiencing their reality without without exposing their inner hurts and harms you know um that uh, that i suppose that's one way to look at it and you're absolutely right um it, it's it's sad that we are in a state where people are stigmatized for mental health problems um because it's it's not visible at all no one no one's ever going to see it uh, unless everyone in your close knit community knows personally the depth of something that you've, you know, you've experienced as a as an act of trauma or um, an an incident that that for, for, without doubt would affect someone uh, and, and cause them to have mental health problems, no one else from from sort of walking on the street would ever know. Um, but it, it it it's definitely something uh, that that does need to change. And and you're right, looking at how we are going into this future that is so uncertain um yeah it's not going to get any better it's going to make me people more fragile more um more susceptible to to you know you're actually easier to control when you're sad that's another thing or if you're depressed or if you're psychotic or anything you're a much easier person to control typically so that's you know whether that works in the favors of, of the powers that be or 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 not i'm i'm not particularly sure but i would not be surprised yeah, the, the other thing I want to say, Ben, is this is a lot about identity and ego, right? Yeah. And this is not a good thing. You see, another reason I, I discussed with Jonah about not doing this this video that we've done was that I don't care if people want to call me a water mitty or if they want to. I, I don't care because my identity doesn't lie in you know, my peace of mind, my, my feeling good about myself doesn't lie in something I did when I was 18 years old, right? And what I think we're seeing here is people, and I mean no disrespect, I'm just trying to, you know, kind of like investigate this area because if, if we don't talk about it, if it's just hate for water meetings, it's not going to help anyone, right? Anyway, my, my, my point is... Um, I think people get very unfulfilled after leaving the military. I think they they take on a job that's not not perceived as exciting or the kudos isn't there. They then enter that nine to five, three six five thing, you know, where where well we know, isn't it? You know, if you have a job, you're giving your life to to to, to an employer, you're giving your life to a corporation, right? And yeah, I think I, mean, I think this lack of fulfillment leads people to look back at their service life with this possibly at times unwarranted glamour or even just attaching too much to I was a soldier when I was young I had medals you know I wore a berry and and this kind of thing and I think we need to recognize if you can move on after you leave the military and you can do the traveling you can read books you can find peace in your heart. You can learn how to become a spiritual person. By spiritual, I mean tune yourself in with this beautiful universe, right? Um, 
learn gratitude gratitude for each day not each day that you wake up with a uniform every day time after the forces appreciate that you can live you can breathe you can go for a walk or you can wheel your wheelchair or take your crutches around the block whatever it is right but because people feel that lack of self-esteem lack of achievement after leaving the mob which by mob i mean the forces Mm -hmm. they they overcompensate by seeing someone who's who they feel is impersonating what they did when they were young and they attack that person with all their anger their bitterness their hatred and their resentment and it's not what they're doing is projecting onto that person like projecting onto a cinema screen their own feelings of unfulfillment does that make sense ben yeah absolutely i mean it makes sense that 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 is the likely path of behavior of people you know it's it's it, it it doesn't make sense that that's that's the norm or you know that that seems a bit wrong and i suppose these these are the things that over time you know can and, and will have to change you know with the way that people view their lives because there's there's a you know whether you're in the armed forces whether you're in city street or whether you're in you know any any other form of, of employment that there there is a, a unfortunately a, 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 a not a very easy time um in, in terms of our role and what we're doing here, it's not easy to learn how uh, how to be gratuitous. It's not easy to to learn these spiritual practices. You know, they're not supposed to be easy anyway. Cause that's the whole fun. But it's not easy. It's not easily accessible for people to learn about them either. And that's 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 you know, with with the advent of the internet, yes, it's a it's a curse as well as a blessing. But if it's used the right way, you know, definitely. I don't know how your spiritual ish journey started, but mine was just was just one one in to um, uh, change jobs and someone shared a, a video by Alan Watts on what would you do if money was there was no object you know it was that little small little clip from a talk and I was like who is this guy and then I went down that rabbit hole of, uh, of, of Alan Watts talks and I suppose if anyone's ever uh, listened to that bloke you, you, you might know exactly what I mean and that's pretty much where it all started in terms of my sort of um, spiritual knowledge or spiritual uh, in, enlightenment through through the internet but but people need to uh, need to do anything but it's a good idea if they do you know use the internet for positive purposes um rather than just sit and watch fear porn all the time even though it's quite cool all these conspiracy theories and ufo stuff and i know we talked about the phone earlier about <laughs> the latest offering from the u.s government um in terms of re- we'll come and talk about the ufo stuff if my theory's correct we'll get <laughs> massive ratings um on this platform for, for talking about it because it does seem to be the next part of the agenda that they're rolling out isn't it but, uh, well um, if it i remember my my journey into conspiracy theories years ago when i was very very depressed um well i, I used to read about uh it's a not Project Blue Book or Project Blue Beam or something along the, along those lines, where there would be a faked alien invasion or the, or that there was a, a project to research the effects of a faked alien invasion. And when I read that, I was so disappointed, like genuinely disappointed that there would never be a real one. It was, <laughs> it was like, oh, you have to fake it. Where's where's the fun in that? You know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've sort of been a a big sci-fi fan for years so um 
you know, along with uh, that's why I love the cover that you put on the video. Actually, with um, with the drill sergeant, one of my favourite films, Full Metal Jacket. Also, been a big Vietnam War film fan for a very long time. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting the amount of things that are being pumped into the media about you know now there could be aliens and um, all this other crazy stuff. And it's it's theatre. The whole lot of it is theatre. Absolute theatre, in my opinion. Doesn't mean you should not pay attention to it. It's definitely theatre. Yeah. Well, it, 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 but it's worse than theatre because theatre's for entertainment, Ben. This is for control, <laughs> right? It, yeah. So, sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk with you. <laughs> it's a not, bloody not, good point. Not, That's not, me not... being overly optimistic about everything and you're actually bringing the truth to say, actually, this could be a big problem. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm talking to some very serious people now in, in, in the truth movement, you know? Because mm. it really is, it it's it's make or break time, right? Yeah. Um, it's you know, but I'm just, I'm just sorry, I'm not I'd, stammering. I'm trying to pick my words carefully so we don't get in that's trouble. Right. I've just but... seen someone mention um, Gary McKinnon in the comment in the comments. Yeah. I did actually notice on one of your videos that Gary, Gary McKinnon was watching, and. Um, and that that was quite impressive because I, I didn't know anything. I thought last thing I, I knew that guy was being potentially extradited to America. I didn't know that he was. Uh, yeah, Gary's incarcerated. A, yeah, Gary's a friend of mine. He's a very nice man. Really? Yeah. He seems like an absolute like perfect gentleman. Yes, yeah. he hacked NASA, but yeah. Who so <laughs> for, for people listening, Gary McKinnon hacks into uh, the American government, into NASA, and. Um, he picked the wrong time to do it because he did it after the, if we can say, the events in New York. I think you know what I'm on about there. Uh, mm -hmm. And America were just really hot on any foreign people doing anything in their country when it's to do with the the uh, SEC URITY situation. Mm -hmm. And I, I refer to that date as the uh, <laughs> the ninth of November. That's what I said. <laughs> yes. The yes. Stuart Lee joke, 9th of November. Turn it around the other way, yes. So anyway, Gary got caught. Uh, it's fascinating how he hacked into it, how he hacked into, you know, the world's biggest, most powerful, in, in quote marks, the most powerful nation on earth. Um, and yeah, and he's going to come on the podcast and we'll we'll chat about really? that. Yeah, the time's not oh, right right at the moment for 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 various reasons but uh but yeah it's like i say you 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 meet interesting people and we're all we only care about the truth we're not doing this for ourselves which is what separates us from the mainstream right mm -hmm. people in mainstream reader greedy narcissistic will do anything to screw you over so long as they look good and earn money off it right mm-hmm in, in this community, it, it's not like that, Ben. It's people that love people, people that yeah. understand their history, people that see through the lies that we've been sold in our own history. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's, yeah. it's not pleasant. It's, the one, one, I suppose, word of caution, but the way, the way I sort of keep it balanced is it's, it's really interesting to find out about the truth because, you know, and... What, what we do need to do first, though, is find out our own truth. Like for me, as I said, coming out of my psychosis, sort of dissociative 
disorder was me finding my own truth right about who I was and being okay to talk about my my issues and my history and all that kind of past I think it's it's important for people to to definitely before they start seeking the truth in the external world to make sure that their truth is fully understood within first um, once you're okay with that and your truth is you know out there and you know you, you're open to talk about your problems demons you know and, and all the good parts about your life as well then you should start looking for the truth because it is a scary place it is it is a very worrying world and you know if you start dig peeling off the layers of the onion the, the core is pretty rotten in in most aspects um it it, it did put me in into not so much but when i when i was at my peak of, of illness so to speak doing a lot of truth hunting whilst i was still living a lie did actually become some, somewhat you know damaging um especially things like paranoia you know if you think if you think you're unwell and you're, you're paranoid anyway um because of whatever you know drugs or, or trauma or whatever if you start to then look into lizard people and you know all this, this you know name name your conspiracy theory um the it, it can seem like a much scary world and when you're suffering through mental, mental illness problems a scary world is not really what you need you know so i think it's um it's important as i said to, to understand your own truth before you start looking at the, the truth behind the world and you're yeah, always you... going to find conflicting beliefs as well you know one person believes that it's the lizard people one person believes that you know we are the aliens and this is the alien planet that's a really good one i love that, that we're actually the aliens um but uh but yeah yeah i mean i think you need to work on yourself before before anything else is a, that's kind of like a, a basic one do you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely yeah because it, when I, when when you develop that balance in your mind then it then it's a good platform to go forward and not just investigate this stuff but to learn about it and to not let it affect you and absolutely um it's, it's also... I've just seen someone mention the, the, the Montauk project in the comments. That's really interesting because there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of truth behind sort of the Montauk stuff and, and um, definitely MK Ultra. I mean, that's, that's obviously true. That was released, but... Do you want to explain uh, the Montauk project? The Montauk project is a really interesting one, actually. Um, and just like a lot of conspiracy theories, it's echoed in, in modern cinema. But there's a place near, near New York called Montauk. Montauk is an island. Um, and there's an old radar installation or, or a big military base. There's quite a lot of them everywhere. Um, but this one particular one, a lot of people come forward and, and, and uh, spoke out uh, to say that they were taken as children to this place and they were subjected to you know horrific abuse uh, and then used to, to channel um uh psychic spies basically to either reach people across the world or, or transmit their sorry project um their their sort of mental image to another part of space or time um which seems a little bit outlandish but if you then sort of mix that with what they're actually doing with mk ultra and dosing people without knowing with with lsd for example um it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad to think that there's a there's somewhere in the truth of that that kids were probably taken to a military base in the middle of upstate New York and fed drugs and horrible things done to them. That's that's entirely possible. Um, and I think it's uh, that there's a film, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is actually one of my favourite films with um, Jim Carrey, where he actually goes to this place Montauk and it's in the dialogue as well. And that whole film is about having one's mind erased 
so he could forget a girl. He had a bad relationship and went to a, a place to have his mind erased so he would forget this girl, um, but then ends up meeting her again and they fall in love and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's actually quite an interesting conspiracy theory that links in with you know, MK Ultra and, and the CIA mind control experiments back in the 60s and 70s. You can, you can tell I watched one or two videos on this, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bit like what they said with the X files program wasn't it the truth is out there mm. the problem and, and, is and, and, mm. if you believe in the order out of chaos theory so that's that the people that rule us which i believe you know this elite group when i say elite i i just mean hidden mm-hmm. really hidden mm-hmm. privileged group of sociopaths not there won't be very many of them because you don't need very many i mean look how easily controlled we are at the minute that's just what one newsreader you need you need to do that to, to shut shut down a whole whole country well, the whole world not not the country the whole world right mm-hmm. so it's not many of these sociopaths um, and they create chaos and out of that chaos they keep the order um, yep. they keep the it's, order yeah absolutely it's it's no, whether I'd like to put a name on these individual people, I mean, do 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 I even want to? I don't even care. It's 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 something to me that you know it's a, a conspiracy theory in itself because is is any of our history real? You know, is anything past the last hundred hundred years real? You know, is there anyone that can really that are alive today that can sort of recant uh, accurately what was going on a hundred years ago and how we how we are governed and it's all it's all history. Essentially, it's all um, history written by the winners and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, we got to change the, the that order out expression. of chaos stuff. What's that? We, I mean, I've been saying that myself lately. History is written by the winners. We need to change it to history is written by the controllers. Yeah, I mean, you can do it's, but then you know, if you, if if uh, if you win a battle, you control the land, right? What I mean is it's a bit misleading. Sorry, this is not criticism of you, Ben. I'm, I'm saying I'm as, as, just for the sake of conversation, right? Uh, England won, if you want to put it in such terms, the Second World War against Germany, obviously with allied help. I'm, I'm, of course, I mean that before anyone starts to chip in the comments, right? But what I'm saying is so in, you, you'd think England won, right? But no. It was no, nothing about that. The controllers won. The people that control society and control the planet. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, Europe's they, an interesting place, though. After spending a bit of time in there, I'm, I'm not convinced that, that uh, it's any different to what Nazi Germany would have ended up being anyway. It's, it's a, Europe's a, when, you, when you sort of go to other places in the country and you sort of look at Europe as one thing. I mean, I'm not an anti-Europe person. I love European people just in the way that the, the entire state or United States of Europe is governed, it doesn't seem like that would have been outside of the realms of the original plan of how I wanted it to be in the first place. Yeah. It, I'm just thanking Paul here. Thank you, Paul. It's a whole can of worms again, you know, because I, I'm not going to go into it on, on, on this channel simply because I can't. But as I said, yeah, everything that you've ever learned is a lie including our history and so mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to say things like this is how nazi germany would have been because we've only been told what the nazis were by the by our, the people that control us right so it's um 
Yeah, yeah, it's always the first thing you learn in school, isn't it? It's like the biggest history lesson. This is what happened. Drummed into you. You know, it's it's uh, it's something that we're we're, yeah. we're told and talked about all the time, and and you know, it's well, we're, I, I mean, I'm I, sure I you would have met people that would have I wouldn't say this. we're taught. I'd say we're indoctrinated into it. Right. In the same way that you know, young Argentinians are indoctrinated into believing that the the Falkland Islands or the Malvinas, as they call them, belongs to Argentina, and it. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna try and claim land like the Wild West, I'm not I'm not making it. I don't I don't know who. It, do you know what I'm saying? I'm like mm, historically, yeah. does it really isn't sort of the biggest issue yeah. in my life, obviously. But I'm just trying to draw the point that young Argentinians are indoctrinated, like they don't have a choice to think. You know, they're not. It's not presented to them. Hello, children. Right, there's an island. It's called Las Malvinas. British call it the Falkland Islands. Here's the history. Right, kids, it's up to you to decide what do you think the future of that island should be, right? That That's that's giving, you know, a proper education and choice, right? Indoctrination mm-hmm. is, right, it's Malvinas, it's Falklands, British stolen, British stole it off us. You're going to believe that for the rest of your life, right? So we're indoctrinated. But, in, in we're Belief indo- is a choice as well, really. If you've got no other choice but to believe, then you believe, you know, if you're given choices. And, and this is one thing that we're, we're deprived of as people, I think, these days. It's adequate choices to believe whatever we want. It's, it's due to, you know, either stigmatism or, you know, a, a lot of the hate speech stuff, a lot of the, the, the way that our words are controlled. That's taken away our choice, you know. Is it option A or is it option B? Well, whatever happened to option C? There is no option C. It's either A, a or B. Which one are you going to pick? You know that that's that's typically how we how we're um, fed information, controlled, if you like. Maybe another word is 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 to really have the you know we we gave you a choice, yeah, but the choice was only A or B. Um, you know, did you want to believe that the the Malvinas were were, were belonging to the Argentinian uh, people, or, or the the Falkland Islands are belonging to the to the to the British people? I mean, I, I personally think they're British. That's, that's my opinion. Um, it's it's just one of those uh, one of those strange things about the way that we are, as you say, indoctrinated. Um, but but that's that's you know a, a typical human behaviour as well. That in in various companies you're indoctrinated to believe certain things. I know people that work for very very left wing companies, and I indeed have worked for them myself. Um, and I, I sit somewhere a little bit left of centre politically. I don't really have a, a far right opinion. I don't I find it somewhat deplorable. And same with the far left. You know, in, in certain companies where you're paid to be there, um, your your views and, and such like are altered to, to swing way far of where they might have been originally. Um, and again, through through gentle persuasion, indoctr- indoctrination, also ostracizing. You can be easily ostracized in a company just like you can in a community by having certain views outside of, the, of what would be considered the, the company messaging. Um, you know, so, so <laughs> governments... Those that control us, as you say, you know, any anyone that anyone that gives you money, provides you with a with a home, or, or gives you anything that you can't actually go out and get yourself, um, technically has control over you. Whether it's an employer, whether it's a, um, a family member, whether it's a a, a, a government or, or whatever. So there's, there's, you know, we we are typically under control in many layers, not just from the from the highest order. Um, 
but, but um, any, anything sorry no 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 I'm, I'm let's get back to the water mitty video mate because um sorry i, I didn't mean to sound rude then mate sound like i i, 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 I <laughs> shut up and talk I, about something that's funny. well no i'm just thinking <laughs> um I'm, I'm just thinking it is it, the, the water mitty thing's quite entertaining really isn't it it's it's kind of good yeah, I mean, like that video i did with Joni. oh my god what's it got Fifty thousand views I know. Is that the most viewed video, or is the Robbie videos the most viewed ones on no, your channel no. so far? No, um, my uh, the one that begins with that letter. Right. Okay. Or is it is it that the, way? Um, I think people know what I mean. That I don't want to say it, the, guys, the, because people listening. The old probably, nonac. You probably think <laughs> like I'm 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 being stupid or something. You have no idea. It took me Ben four days of editing to get that my last video monetized on youtube right and there was nothing in it of any um controversy you know there was we were not inciting anyone to go and do anything nothing like that right it's it's it, ugh, sorry i'm just going on about it's it's strange because you've been such an influential person to, to a lot of people and, very, and definitely to me as well um, I think we were talking to you last time about, or when I, when we spoke over the phone about what I've now sort of signed up to do again, um, you know, to, to sort of take back a little bit of the, you know, especially knowing that you were uh, jumping out of planes and stuff for the military. That's obviously where I started in my sort of imagination and, and where I wanted to be as a, as a, as a service person, but didn't actually end up get to doing. Um, and we're going to talk yeah, about that as well. Yeah, well, we, we can we can run through it now, but you, yeah, the, the video was was really well done with with Jonah. He didn't seem to be, you know, taking a mickey. It was a it was a very informative video about, you know, how how you might gently ask someone if they if they've been at you know if if that guy sort of met me in a pub while I was at my peak and you know being as protective or, or making up my my sort of a illusional identity, he would have caught me and walked away or. You know, straight away. There's no way I would have known any of that stuff. Um, I think I maybe got one thing, a guess, right from from the uh, was it ten questions he asked you? Yeah. I think the duchy was it was the only one I knew, which was the uh, the burger van. I think someone someone told me about that, so I might have might have I might have got that question right, but nothing else. It's interesting the number of people that have commented. Oh, you're giving the Walter Mitties their their knowledge. They'll know now what to, it's like. Oh. Really, the whole point of that video, or at least on my behalf, was to get people to really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah it's, and, and it's quite funny. I mean, you mentioned it yourself, that people think, you're giving them, you're, tell, you're telling them the answers. It's like, the, 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 I don't know, maybe, the, maybe I'm a bit naive. Maybe there's a, an army now of, of 10,000 stolen valors marching now to the next yeah. west westminster memorial parade and they're all yeah, armed, there's been a big armed surge on right. ebay on on berries and, and yeah and patches and things like that hi um i'm uh my name's chris Thru and uh i served in the royal marines and i went to duchies uh i polished <laughs> i polished the two brass cannons outside of the guard yeah. room i always carry my kfs Handy on me because I'm a good boot neck. Yeah. Hoofing, right? Makes me laugh. Lumping, there's, there's, yeah. there's a, we've trained all these people now to impersonate 
Marines by what? by telling them ten relatively minor things that, to be honest, nobody is ever going to ask you, or, or it's ne it would be very random to come up in in conversation. Um, there, there's quite a clever tactic that um, people in big IT companies use when they've got people that they don't particularly trust is they they'll they'll give them bits of information or they actually use it to test things like leakage like so information leakage if someone works for a big company that has access to back-end systems for example they'll they'll put little things in there that aren't real or they'll give them bits of information that aren't real and if those things ever end up being circulated on the internet they know exactly where they've come from so each person will be assigned a, a piece of fake information essentially um, so if, uh, if there ever is a problem rather than sort of scrambling around and, and trying to look to, to who, who leaks they, they know exactly who it was because they've given them that, that, that sort of yeah, false, uh, there, there's a name for it, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that in, in, uh, films. I've seen, mm. I've seen that in films where some, where there's been a mole or something and they're trying to find out who the mole is. So yeah. the guy purposely like gives his right hand man some false information and then yeah. they see if it comes back through a third party and if they if it does then they know it's that person right yeah absolutely but um but yeah when we were talking the other day i talked about how i suppose initially when my, my fascination with the military came into um uh came into play was when i was skydiving when i learned how to skydive um and i was only 16 and i as as part of uh, I, won't, I won't go into details of why i got there but but um uh, I, I started jumping out of planes and I, I was sort of watching one of your videos the other day and you were talking about it and uh, one of your intros, you know, you're jumping out of the plane. I know you've done a lot of skydiving yourself. So I signed up to go back to the same drop center that I did, the, the drop zone that I used to jump from, which is actually a military base, you know, um, in September. So uh, I'll maybe do a little video for you, Chris, and, that was my original fascination was being around people that were P company or parachute regiment or but um, parachute regiment, Royal Marines. And I'm sure a lot of people there were special forces, whether they were SBS, SAS, whatever. Um, but they were just people around me that I was like, look at these guys thinking these are cool people. You don't want to be like these people. Ben, I'll tell um, you so what. That, that's I'll happening tell, soon. I'll tell you what, continue telling our friends at home that story and how that led to what you told me on the podcast. I yeah, yeah. just heard that the 815 from Brighton is passing Plymouth. So I'm going to rush down to the station, grab a photo before it flies past on its way to Penzance. Um, so while I go and do that, you're, you're, you're in charge of uh, the podcast, mate. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Are you being seriously literally running to take a photo of a, of a train? Well, I've got to jump in the car and... and get to the train station so uh but I'll, I'll i will be quick thank you for for leaving me in charge of the uh, the range chris um so yeah it was um a very long time ago uh when i was involved well not so much involved but around a a drop center with with lots of um uh, military personnel so on a, on a military base in in, in salisbury sort of looking around at all these badges on the walls of, of people that were jumping for their regiment or in an in a army display team. And I was absolutely fascinated by them and, and going through the period of my life that I went through. If you watch the, the video of me and Chris before, when I was sort of in the, uh, or under the spell of, of, um, uh, of a convicted paedophile, basically. Um, 
I was sort of using the perceived uh, identity of the people I met and, and jumped with um, to, I guess, to, to protect myself against, uh, you know, my, my personality uh, against um, what I perceived as a, as a threat at the time. So learning about the military, learning about the people, you know, having a bit of a um, knowledge about things sort of gave me a bit of confidence to pretend to be uh, someone going forward. So 20 years ago, that was actually, because I'm 36 now, so 20 years ago, that was all going on where it all kind of started, my, my fascination with the military. So um, so I think 20 years later, it might be a good time to go back and sort of step foot on the same drop zone and, and go back as a, as a person that's found my truth and, and jump out of a bloody plane again. Essentially, <laughs> that's pretty much the story there, Chris. Well done, mate. Sorry, I just uh, I, I I wasn't aware it was the it was the puffing Billy uh, that flew that flew past, and the driver, what do you call it, the engine driver actually waved to me. Well, he went he went like that. <laughs> that I, I, I'm assuming that's a wave, but uh, yeah, I've written the number down, the nine two four six. No. Yeah. Very so it's on its way to Pan- yeah, yeah, on its way to Penzance. Yeah, the lucky buggers, bloody Cornish. They get all the sights. <laughs> Beautiful place. I don't know if you've been down there recently. No, but it's um, we every summer we'd go down to the beach in Cornwall, and it would be a big family day out. And we'd meet friends down there and stuff. So it's got some quite special sort of meaning in this family. And every so often, go down to the same beaches. Slowly changing down there. It hasn't changed as rapidly in Cornwall as you you might think. And I'm not trying to make a joke on the Cornish there. It's just surprising that these beautiful beaches that are just so picturesque haven't been absolutely bloody raped by the, um, you know, rampant capitalism. No, Um, unlike Bournemouth, where I live, is is pretty much the the epitome of that. But um, it's, uh, yeah, Cornwall's a beautiful place. It's... it's, um, somewhat historic i guess um i suppose modern aviation as we know it probably wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the metals that were discovered in cornwall that's something i'm quite proud of was one of my little um, pub quiz knowledge things titanium was a was a cornish discovery titanium so, mm, titanium was originally discovered in cornwall it's like because they used to be i mean i know we're off topic of all the cool stuff that goes on in his channel but i'm also a bit of a science geek as well is the um, because there used to be a lot of uh, volcanoes down there, or very, very ancient volcanoes. There's like um, a whole goodie bag of every mineral, not a lot, but every type of mineral or uh, or anything. There's uranium. I don't know if you mentioned that on YouTube, but there is. You know, there's there's trace elements of that and everything else you can imagine um, in the mines around the the rock. I mean, you go down to Lizard Point, and the rock's green. You polish it, bright green like an emerald. Was it serpentine or something? It's called. So wow. yeah, it's a very very interesting place. So if this it is, weren't uh, for the Cornish, we wouldn't have the Terminator. We uh, well, I don't know about the the liquid metal um, T one thousand, but definitely the T one hundred, the T eight hundred. I think would be would be hard to to manufacture without the use of titanium. He's a, um, so the Cornish are famous for making pasties and Terminators. That's wicked. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Do you want to end the podcast there on that revelation? <laughs> um, but 
it, yeah, it's it, it's a really cool place. It's a really interesting place. Proud to to be probably the only thing that I can actually genuinely identify with um, is being a Cornishman rather than a you know a Walter Mitty or you know a Super Army soldier or anything like that. Although maybe one day, maybe if I if I keep up the yoga, which I've started doing again, and um, which top tip for anyone who's ever struggling, if you can physically do it. To, to recuperate mental wellness and if you're not up for running a marathon just just go to a yoga class at least once give it a go it's um it's very beneficial i found i did um pilates when i was building up for my quadruple ironman triathlon i did uh, well i only did eight weeks training so it must have been about eight weeks of pilates i think i went twice a week and uh bloody good you know you do end up with quite a decent body if you're doing a bit yeah. of running and a bit of swimming and a bit of cycling and you go to do you pilates, know the history of pilates or where it comes from and they come from ships mate they um yeah they come from, i thought it was a u.s marine thing no they come from ships pilates they've got like a patch over their eye <laughs> they got oh what what's a chris what's a pirate's favorite letter r no it'd be the c Ah, <laughs> oh, walked into that. I'm sure you said it was yeah. R last time you told me that joke. Maybe, maybe it was. Q. Uh, no, I won't say it. I won't say. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Pilates. I, I, from what I understand, was an ex-U.S. Marine or U.S. Navy SEAL or something like that. It, it was designed to help. I think it was designed to help war veterans. Well, there's, if you look into it, it's really interesting how it's like a, you know, Californian, you, you, if you've ever, you ever been to California, you walk down any of the streets and see these Pilates studios with rich people, you know, making themselves look fantastic. They're doing essentially a military exercise or something that was designed to help military veterans, which is, which is quite, quite cool. I thought, um, but, um, mate, I, I, I did think it was a bit sort of for girls. No, no disrespect, girls. I just, I just did. I thought it was, well, okay, let's be honest. When you're in a class of 15 to 20 people, you are most likely going to be the only guy in there. On one occasion, I think there were three three guys. Yeah. Um, but I did think it was going to be a bit easy, let's say. Oh, hang on a sec, mate. We've got a... We froze there for a minute. I did oh, think okay. it was going to be quite easy. And after my first session, I was gobsmacked, Ben, you know, at how hard it was. I couldn't keep the poses for as long as, you know, until the instructor said, right, that's it, or whatever. I can't even remember what it is they said now. They used mm. to bring each pose to a close. Um, breathing, there's a bit of, lot of focus on the breathing. But, my God, after yeah. that first session, I can honestly say it was harder than anything we did in the Marines when it came to, like, the you know, our gymnasium work. Mm. Um, yeah it was the one i did the other day was um was where they turned the heating up to like 45 degrees and that was an hour and a half um that felt like a bit of an endurance uh endurance test mm. it's um i was wrong actually i just googled it or search engined it uh pilates was from germany it was something to do with world war one actually so nothing to do with it maybe seals so us talking shit um but um but yeah it, it yoga in a hot room if you can if you get up that level not that i'm at that level at all um definitely opens your mind up not just your body doesn't make you you know just feel good it's it's something that can be really beneficial to people of all ages and providing uh it was it was a little bit trying to difficult trying to do it with a mask on though 
I, I couldn't imagine doing that. Um, I don't know whether you're masking up when you go out, Chris, whether that's something you've now been forced to do by our um, our, uh, our puppet masters, whether, or, or whether you just choose an- not to I, go to the shop. Put it this way, Ben, I'm not going to answer that. I think anybody who's ever watched even a minute of my podcast knows the answer to that question. It's really <laughs> simple. I respect myself, but even more so, I have more respect for my son. And I'm, mm. you know... I'm um, already probably said too much, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I every I, time I go into a supermarket, I'm, I'm, I'm loathing doing it, but I know that you, it's you know a hundred, a hundred quid fine I can't afford. Basically. <laughs> okay, but uh, let let let's just take that apart as much as we can. For a start, nobody knows. You know, if you have a medical issue. It could be that you suffer from anxiety, which I think a considerable amount of adults do. It could I think be... you're going to be even more bloody anxious walking around a shop with people wearing masks all the time. Well, you I could. Think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could be suffering fear. You could be. It could be claustrophobic. You know, there's an awful lot of medical reasons why one, you know, al- medical reason alone. I mean, that you wouldn't. And of course, nobody's allowed to ask you your medic, your private medical history so i'm just telling what i noticed yesterday because i went out and about for the first time went Mm. in several um establishments um have to say most of the staff were not wearing masks and not not a single member of staff that was wearing a mask challenged anyone that wasn't clearly the, the businesses realise it's not their place to be, A, challenging people, but yeah. B, if they were calling, if they were going to call up the, the law, they'd have to be doing it every, uh, you know, they'd be on the phone every, every literally every 20 seconds from what I saw yesterday. Yeah, um, and, and also I don't think that there's a lot of people who actually deep down, you know, ag- agree that there's a need. I think that's becoming quite apparent when you look at people's somewhat disobedience. Um, that really I, I, demonstrates to me I just to want me, to make least. it clear on behalf of my channel, we highly recommend you follow the World Health Organization's guidelines. Okay? Mm. It, yeah, it's important to do what people tell you to. Right. Um, outside of that, if we want to talk generically, uh, yeah, in, very interesting... Um, I would encourage people to go and see the post on I put on on my Facebook today. Again, I'm not recommending anything, um, but I put it on there because it's important for certain people in this society to realise they are not alone. It, you know, there are many people that will think like you um let's get back Mm. to um let's get back to the walter mitty chat that i have with jonah yeah sure um that was actually about an hour and a half interview possibly an hour between an hour and an hour and a half and that just shows you what the whole uh filmmaking and editing thing is is like an hour and a half interview the majority of which, it won't surprise you to hear, I was fighting the corner for people with mental health conditions. 
yeah. uh, in, which involved telling my whole story of how you know I lost you know lost my um, mental health for for a while. In addition, I was trying to get across to people why do you think so many service personnel are commit? We've had seven in the last week committing suicide. Why do you think they can't reach out to their oppos, so to their brothers and sisters who 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 are either in the forces or or are veterans themselves, right? Well, they that's, can't. That, that's a really sad statistic and quite surprising as well. I'd never would have thought it'd be that high. The reason never. they can't reach out to them is there's this bigoted notion that it's perfectly, um, you know. The, the the stigma around mental health that's one reason it's the 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 extended notion of macho-ness that macho men don't reach out to people and that we take care of our own issues and we we man up we put a brave face on it right all all this stuff that it it's not that it's promoted by the military it's just a product of that environment ben in addition you've got uh a lot of veterans that are are down on their luck with drinking drugs that they can't turn to their um, former colleagues again because of the stigma, the the miseducation, if that's a word, around around the, the, the these these subjects, and yeah. basically, in a nutshell, service people have just got to get the fucking bug out of their ass and stop being the, among the most judgmental group groups out there. Mm. I mean, you've only got to spend five minutes, mate, on a vet of serviceman's veterans page to see, it, and I'm not obviously tarring everybody with a brush. It's a minority of veterans, but they are very savage in their approach to other people. Mm. They have this I, I, I would think it takes, it ta there are a different type of people to, um, in in all walks of life, um, that you know, there there are certain sections that spend a lot of time on uh, message boards, and typically those are the type of people that would, you know, you, you either go to help or you go to hinder. Like you know, in, in message boards where I've used for you know, everyone's done it for like fixing something, for example. You know, there's people there criticizing other people's work, or it's it's it's, it's just a it's it's an internet mentality. I, I don't think it's representative of the entire. Um, you know the the entire populace of people that mm. that, um, that that reach out on these boards, but yeah, absolutely. And it is it's it's really sad that anyone, whether you're ex services or not, doesn't feel like they have uh, or wouldn't feel like they have any kind of support network around them. Um, even from things like the Samaritans, you know, a great charity. I, I do um, I've done some volunteering for them. Um, I still am technically a volunteer for for another organisation. Uh, and th th these these places are available. One of the sad things is is that there are also a lot of, um, sort of deviant groups that tend to take advantage of people who are looking for help as well. So, yeah, it, it's it is really difficult, um, and definitely something that I would I would be happy to take them. You know, um, getting involved uh, in directly would be talking to to ex servicemen or, or anyone. Um, in that kind of capacity, where they they just think oh, life's—it's not—it's not worth it. It's not worth going on, or, or uh, anything like it, that. It's difficult, though, Ben, because I give you another 
incident that's happened recently in my life. Um, so I was asked to do this 25 press-ups in 25 days to raise awareness of mental health, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of these internet fads because I I just think they're so superficial. Mm -hmm. They seem to be... Ugh, I know it's well-meaning. I'm not saying that it's not. But here's the thing. I did a couple of days of it. I also tied it... I managed to tie it into... Uh, promoting my run across the desert, so the the toughest foot race on earth that I'm I'm entering to raise awareness amongst other things of veteran suicide. Um, and here's the thing: so I did two days of the press ups, and then I went away for for the weekend, and I decided to just because I was at a good friend's farm, I thought I'll have another couple of days there. And as some people will know. I was there with Jimmy James Harris, so a, a, another podcast who's been on my show a couple of times. When I got back to the office, so back to, to Ground Zero, I was so behind with all my podcast stuff, my writing, my, my contacting, my promotion, oh, just the, the myriad of stuff that I do from morning until quite often late at night, that I just withdrew from social media. It was like... I. The press-ups things, like, like I did them for a couple of days, but I didn't put it on Facebook. Mm. And then what I noticed is when I was offline, I'm talking about social media offline for, for over a week, guess how many people contact... And you've got to remember, it's not like I'm not on social media every single minute of every single day posting yeah. about every single bloody thing in, in my professional life, right? I suddenly cut that. Seven days, I went, as Q would say, I went dark, right? Mm -hmm. Guess how many people out of my, is it two and a half thousand people on Facebook, on my on my um, business page on Facebook, there's, uh, was it about 20,000 people? On Twitter, there's 80,000 or 75,000. Uh, Instagram... 1,000 or uh, 2,500 or something, right? So at least thousands of people that, that, that follow me, guess how many people contacted me to see if I was okay? Uh, I'll give you a clue. You don't need to be able to count to know how many. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of not... I was not, not, not one single means. person, okay? Not a criticism of anyone. I'm just trying to show why... We, we're getting something wrong. If somebody like me, who's quite high profile on, on the internet, if you, some of you might have seen, I didn't put a podcast up for like a week. I might have done like, I was, going, I was doing podcasts every single day. I was doing at least a, a live chat or a podcast or this or that, pretty much every, every day if I could. Um, I went from that to being almost silent for, I think we, we didn't, I think I put about three podcasts in about two and a half weeks or something, right? Mm. And um, yeah, yeah how, how did you feel after after your radio silence, so to speak? Like just in general, without without consuming social media content. Well, it wasn't. Um, I wasn't doing it out of choice, Ben. I was just doing no. it out of. I came back to work, and I was just. I was disorientated with having so much going on, but being out of the loop for for four or five days. Mm. And then having to come back and 
to be honest, everything seemed a bit alien. You know, my me my media, my YouTube, my my, you know, it, it it and it took a bit of sort of getting back into you know get what I would call firing again. So it wasn't as though I made a you know an informed choice to just stay off media for a week. I'm sure had I made an informed choice, I would have thought it was a bloody holiday and the best you know one of the best things I ever ever could have done. Yeah. Right. It's probably difficult to do what you do though without being present on social media. I suppose it's just how how you choose to to intake that information and and what what you choose to do with it. But for um, for me, being off Facebook is quite a good thing. If I'm honest. I've been clean for a few years now, and it's it's quite a soul cleansing thing. But all these fads that, that I remember seeing, I say fads. Some of them were for good causes, um, and I know definitely there's been more recent sort of you know the old black square thing, and you know that there's there's some kind of uh, air of, of people trying at least to show that they're doing something good. Um, they are just essentially fans. They're bumper stickers. It's, it's the same as having a bumper sticker on your car. It's, it's not permanent. It's well, everything on the internet is actually permanent, but you know, pe- not, not permanent in people's minds, you know, a lot of these things, they're, they're great initiatives and doing press ups for mental health. And but the most, the most important thing are the tangible acts that, that you do you know, helping a person, you know, being, being, being a mentor to someone being, uh, you know, even preventing someone from killing themselves, you know, if you're able to step in early and, and, and have that on a, on a one-to-one level, you know, if we all try to make those changes to try and reach out to someone who has a, an issue to, to, to see what help can be offered. But let's, before it's too let's late. In, in defense of human beings. And as I said, this wasn't a criticism of anyone. It's just, mm. I felt so, I just felt, like wrong going and doing the press ups and putting them on Facebook, knowing that not a single person's going to contact me if I go quiet for a week anyway. Right. Mm. So, but it's not a criticism of, 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 of individuals. It's, it's the society that we have sat back and allowed other people to create for us. It's one where everybody lives in a constant state of semi anxiety, fear and a lack of mindfulness. It's where community yeah. spirit and love and friendship and relationships have all been sacrificed for worrying about what am I going to do next week? What's my boss going to do next week? What am I posting on social mm. media next? What do people think about what I posted last week on social media? What's that? Pro- what was it we're going to watch tonight, honey? Oh, da 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 da. Oh, it's uh, it's a. Uh, have we got to wear this on our face this week? What is it? Oh, we're not allowed to go. Oh, I can't work at the minute. I got. Oh, I, how am I going to pay the bills? How do I pay the staff? What? How do I pay my blooming mortgage? Can I claim this thing? No, I can't claim it. Do, do you see what I mean? The 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 just the the clusterfuck of shit we have to think about on a daily basis, and then we're we're supposed to be able to kick back, relax, and check on an oppo. Well, it that's fine. If you're financially free, if all your bills are covered every month and you've got nothing better to do than sit back and read a, a cycling magazine, decide which which four thousand pound mountain bike you're going to buy, then great. I bet you can be on the blower all the, all the time to all, your, all, all your mates. But when you're kept in that constant source of um, like distress, you your brain doesn't think to check upon other people. Because you're too self-absorbed with with where your own life 
is going and you're yeah. too self-absorbed. I, I, I think it's tr- I agree with you. And I do think it's true that we as a, as a species have been engineered into, into selfish beings because our, our, our empathy and our love have been, have been stripped away from us, essentially. It's been removed because it's not profitable. You know, that, that's the bottom line. It's, it's not profitable. Caring, love and all this kind of stuff is, you know, it, it's, it doesn't make whoever's in charge money and it doesn't give them control. It removes control and it removes power from, from uh, or meaning, the, the meaning of power from money. Because, you know, a lot of people who live in small communities, um, you, you've only got to really look at sort of like, there's still European indigenous populations that travel from Norway to Russia that herd reindeer and they you know they do they do dip in and out of the the monetary system of various european countries but believe you me they can survive without that and they can live a very happy life um living off the land in quite a harsh climate as you know you've been there um you know it is possible for people this age to do these things um but we've been tricked into thinking we can't and i know you and uh, listening to your, your talk with jimmy there was a lot of conversations about how would we live um, if if all of our, our, our um, luxury items and facilities were suddenly removed via whatever reason, whether we lost all our power or communication or whatever, how would we all survive? Would we all survive? You know, how many of us would fall to the wayside because we don't have the knowledge, we don't have the, you know, the the idea of, of how to prepare for these kind of things? And you're right, it's sad, but there would be a massive loss. Um, but but it doesn't mean that we're not incapable we're all of us are capable it's just that we're not told about it we're not really encouraged to either you know i'm i'm sure i'm sure a, a freezing cow could jump over a fence if it was trained to do so but it, the farmer doesn't want to teach it to jump why would it you know it's 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 a sad analogy to compare us to farm animals but um in the eyes of a lot of people that's essentially what we are um some people have to pretend to be sheep sometimes so like you and I, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wear your mask, do as you're told, but you know, keep your head down until you don't need to keep your head down anymore. Well, I'm um, I'm chatting to a fascinating guy at the moment, and he's come up with a system, mm. and this is one of those. It, it's called Pleasant Quantum Rise, if I've got this correct. Sounds um, like an address. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like a. a, a one of those big estates that crops up in America that's all kind of yeah. plush houses, but there's just thousands of them. Yeah. Um, I will put a couple of links below the video if if I can. I, I always hesitate uh, putting links in the chat because I want people to stay to stay watching the video. And then, of course, um, the chat won't always be there. So I'm going to put a link yeah. below the vid below our video. Yeah, uh, I, I just I just had a quick search engine of it now, and um, yeah, looks from sort of survivability to thriveability. That looks quite interesting. So um, so yeah, yeah, definitely something uh, that, uh, that's worth a read for a lot of people. I'll, I'll put it below. I'll also put a video. And friends, if you want to, don't please don't do it. Well, can't tell you what to do, can I? Or can I? Don't know how much power I've got over you. Everybody, watch me! Don't don't go to these links. No, I am kidding, of course. But I'm just going to put these couple of links below the video. There's a Vimeo, a Vimeo video there to watch. It looks utterly, um, utterly fascinating. 
And the chap that I spoke to today, who's come up with this idea, and, and in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, it's, it's about sustainable living, but I'm not just talking about going into the forest and building yourself a, you know, a, 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 a hut out of sticks and learning how to plant crops. It's a whole fusion of um, the financial system, the sustainable living, all this kind of thing. Um, so friends, have a look at those links and just feed back to me in, in the comments section what you think, um, what you'd like me to ask, ask this gentleman when he comes on the show. Um, but uh, it's all right coming up with these ideas, but we're obviously, we live under so much control, don't we, that it's, mm, it's, not, it's not it's not easy we're not we we as i said we the, the cow is not trained to jump the fence the cow is trained to is trained to to walk or plod to the milking parlor because that's what it's there to do um some cows do you know it's it's a typical west country boy coming up with those analogies but we're, we're not encouraged to find these things but it does it does make you think though if there's that much of a layer of control over humanity why are these little bits of resources available to us it's not like they can because they, you know, they or whoever could completely conceal all of this information very quickly, like this website, for example. Um, you know, this pleasant quantum rise people. If that really is a, a key way out for a lot of people to live a sustainable future, and that's identified, then that could that could easily be put to you know, uh, put to bed. Um, but I, I mean, I'm I'm sort of not living in a in a world of there is a big scary archetypal, you know bad guy running the world and in the same way i don't think there's a there's a good guy either um i think the good guy and the bad guy are actually within ourselves and how we interpret the world um and how we look at it and what we choose to do with ourselves and the people around us that we either love or, or come into contact with um but it's it's not it's not impossible that that there could be you know a nefarious cause globally and you know it's but it's probably more likely to be around money um money is a, is a is a great control tool what what we do as jobs you know if you're if you're doing something the definition of work is if you're doing something for money that you wouldn't ordinarily do without money that's a job right that's the definition so yeah you know modern modern slavery or or um or uh you know hidden slavery is, is another term for it but it, it's it, it's doesn't seem like it's not long before the slaves are freed kind of thing. I think there's definitely a mass, um, it seems to be like a mass awakening and mass freeing of, of everyone and, and it, given everyone given the ability to either leave the, the matrix, so to speak, or, or to, um, you, you think to stay that, in and right? just be... You think that mass awakening, and, and we'd all love to think so, right? And there's certainly... You've got to remember, you and I frequent online communities where that stuff is rampant, right? Knowledge is rampant, mm. awakening so echo, is rampant. Echo chamber stuff. You've only just got to go out, though, in the street. And again, I'm not referring to any specific thing, but just open your eyes and look ahead. And you see that, ah, actually, there's there's a lot of people that are not awake. <laughs> and hey, I, I, I used to be one of those people when I was a... In the military, mate, I was a little fascist, you know. I was, I was never a particularly horrible person, but I just had that kind of like self righteousness that 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 you have when you're young, when when you think you're mm. you're you're. It wasn't like I did politics. I didn't even really understand any of that. But 
Yeah, I, I remember. But but is is that because you were around a lot of people that that were slightly older than you that did have those views as as a as a more developed idea, and that, and that's who you it, impersonated. It, it, it but, was but took lots your... of things, mate. It was just society has this kind of bent for leaning you towards being a bit of a fucker if you don't own your own mind. So even as young at school, when when you start to see people getting kind of politically motivated, even if it's by, say, the music scene, and punk was obviously a, a thing when I was a kid, right? I was a mod. Yeah. I was a mod, which is almost a bit typical. It's a bit more conservative than being a punk. Um, but, like, I had a friend. He was a lovely guy, but he was massively into CND, the Campaign for Nuclear Disarmament. And he used to quote Bruce Kent, who was the, uh, I don't think it's called Bruce Kent, Monsignor Bruce Kent. I don't even know what that means, if I was honest. I think it's some sort of religious title. But anyway, mm. he used to quote C&D and talk about that we don't need nuclear weapons. And, and even at that young age of, of 14 or whatever it was, I was like, yeah, fucking nonsense. We'll start the CFND, the campaign for nuclear and it you know, where did I get that shit from? Is that, do you think that's just a counterculture mentality? When you're presented with a culture that you don't fully understand, you initially move to develop the counter of that culture that you've, no, uh, you've come into contact with. Just, it's just somehow that, that, that sick, depraved, evil, like, wrapping of society that we live in through the, you know, infused with the media and all of that, it, it, it permeates you into into this you know it just it 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 permeates through you and leads you to become if if it 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 co-ops you or coerces you if you're suffering with an ego problem or an identity problem that stuff just picks you up like a wave and carries you mm -hmm. give an example we my aircraft hat carrier had uh, certain weapons on board you can say in fact, that was our job for being on there, us, us 12 Marines, was to protect those, those things. Well, we landed in Germany. And when you walk through the dockyard, which um, there were civilian protesters, right? Peaceful protesters holding up CND flags. Um, one chap came up to me and he, he tried to hand me a leaflet. And it was just some information about you know, why we don't need nuclear weapons. Or I mean, the guy's for peace, right? I think I just walked straight past him, almost like barged past him and, and, and would have given a smug, <laughs> you know, this is where my mind was, right? I might, on a bad day, I might even have taken a leaflet, screwed it up and and thrown it at him and then laughed, right? So what I'm trying to say is I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not like, hateful towards people that still live in the matrix because i i used to be there it's just yeah it's a, just a bit frustrating um it's a bit frustrate frustrating and i don't know what the answer to it would be ben obviously we need a complete overhaul of our systems we need to stop the sociopaths take taking control of the whole show which is representative in our education for our young people, um, we need to stop it being about it, about economic prosperity, which is obviously a lie because there's no such thing. You know, prosperity is a contradiction. When we're poisoning the oceans, we're we're 
we're slash and burning the rainforest, we're polluting the atmosphere, we're polluting the beautiful blue skies that we used to enjoy when, when we were children and which we've just enjoyed during the lockdown. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, we need, we need a complete overhaul. We need to enlighten people from birth. Whereas at the minute, going back to what you were saying earlier, how come is it some of us have woke up and others haven't? We needed a serious thing to go wrong in our lives, didn't we? To trip us into realizing, hang on, we, we've been on the wrong, we've been like on the wrong frequency. We've been, you know, down here when life is up here. And it's when you hit rock bottom and you you reassess everything. Um, I think that's uh, Kylie, mate. Sorry about that. Ever since she finished with Jason, she just bloody text, text me nonstop, you know. Yeah, well, Danny was calling me the other week. Don't, oh. don't let you, don't dare let them know about each other. That that would be awkward, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. But no, it, it's um, yeah. I don't know, mate. It, it, it's something that I I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about because it's quite revolutionary at heart. I I, th- I think I, I've gone through a lot of my life trying to find an internal revolution, which I'm winning. Um, and uh, whether it's time to start doing it for for the masses, it's. You know, I, I tend to do it person by person, but one big thing that I have noticed and I have sensed since a lot of this stuff has been happening, I don't know if this will get your podcast shut down, but people that were that were in prison that, that maybe um, strung themselves up uh, and there's a big dispute about whether that was uh, their doing or uh, the doing of a third party. I don't know if you're with me. I don't yeah, know, subject yeah. Um, we can I'm- discuss. No, we, well, we, can right. talk, we can, I think we can talk about Epstein, mate. Is um... right, okay, that's fair enough because he definitely didn't bloody kill himself, hundred percent. That um, that that expose that's now going to bring a lot of the, the sort of um, the Hollywood elite and all this kind of stuff into light. Whether whether any of them are that way inclined and were involved, but I think that that is going to be one of the next big things that might. The reason I say this is there's a lot of people that tend to have a sort of a, you know, still asleep, still in the matrix kind of mentality that all they do is follow those kind of storylines of main mainstream Hollywood actors and actresses and their, their lives and on a quite menial level. Right. Um, and there are some good people in, in that sort of um, crew. But I think that might be the tipping point of a lot of high level people being exposed and it's going to have to be on mainstream news. And then they'll start to read the people that are asleep. I mean, um, technically will we'll start to realize it's all a bit of bullshit and they will slowly start to awaken. I think that will be the next big thing. Um, in my personal opinion, uh, that's going to be a lot bigger than we've, uh, I know Sean Atwood's been talking a lot about this. Um, nearly every, um, I wasn't actually a big, big fan of Sean Atwood until that, uh, till I saw the, the, the the interview that you did with him a while back, but um, but it's uh, yeah, that's a really really crucial thing I believe um, to waking up a lot of people that are sort of in the you know the the, the Hollywood A-lister fascination lifestyle of which there is a very large number of the population when they start to see all that stuff unravel, which they'll have to, it's uh, it's it's going to make a dent in the in the collective mind. Yeah, the Epstein thing is is an interesting one um because no one can find any evidence i i've watched the i watched the netflix thing about i I don't usually watch a lot of sort of that that netflix kind of thing because it's so clear if you look at netflix it's a distraction isn't it 
the flashy colors, the whole setup of it, the clickbaity kind of, or, or not even the clickbait, the, the addictive side of you watch one episode and you just want to watch, next thing you know, it's it's half past 12 at night, you promised you'd go to bed at 10 o'clock and you, you, mm -hmm. you're going to watch another, it really feeds, I noticed that kind of uh, material really feeds you when you're feeling a bit depressed, mm -hmm. you know, when it's like, well, I don't want to go to bed because I don't want to wake up in the morning. So let's just watch another episode of, um, you know, a hundred unsolved murders or whatever it, whatever yeah. it is. But, but yeah, I watched the Epstein thing and interesting, fascinating. I, I didn't realize it was on such a massive scale, but the mm -hmm. things I took away from it were that I reckon like he doesn't look like a guy that was moving any kind of money around. I'm talking on the stock market or 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 or, or for his for clients. He he looked more like he was getting funded by, uh, you know, let's just say a certain government in the Middle East um, for his espionage work, for his spying on. Yeah, I think it's he, interesting you said about the Middle East. I, I wouldn't have said the Middle East. I would have said more closer to, to, to home for him. But well, he you've you got to remember, he he was black. You know, he was putting rich people in power, putting them in compromising positions and obviously filming it and that kind of thing um, to then obviously they're, held, they're, they're blackmailable. And that's a big, big tactic that any, any covert untoward organisation uses that tactic, right? That's mm -hmm. why so many of your... your so many of people that you see in in the in, in positions of power that you then find out that they've got that you know they're all on the bloody sexual offenders register or they should be um so yeah i got i got that out of it the netflix thing did quite a good job i think of of covering or not focusing on the the mossad connection um I'm not sure if I Mossad's should. Mossad's Israel, right? Just, yeah, just in case yeah I get... it, it's their yeah. intelligence service. Um, and again, this is nothing about the people of Israel who, as I said, I've been there twice. Wonderful people, mm -hmm. you know, wonderful yeah. people. It's that I think that intelligence service is uh, hijacked by other interests, if that makes sense. Do you mean like an agency for hire? Almost. No, I don't think they're for hire. I think they're just it's set up in such a way that the people in power around the world. So I'm, I'm saying not Israelis, people around the world, whoever they might be, have mm. that that control the whole goddamn show. I mean, have their have their their puppet hand controlling the world's the world's intelligence agencies or all, all of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Um some more some more more than others uh, it's, it's a subject for another conversation yeah, again, yeah. And not not one i think when we go over to brand new tube oh i'm on i'm on brand new tube and also i'm on BitShoot. but brand new tube let you do live chats apparently they haven't kind of let me give me that facility yet i'm not sure if it's because i'm not um i'm not recognized by them yet i'm just checking now actually but when we do so this is a new streaming channel separate yeah yeah, it's a new. So when you can just let rip and, and talk about all the acronyms and yeah, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't go stupid on it because <laughs> it, it's all public record. But I certainly think you could be a bit more freer because you're not governed by by the rules of of that other platforms have, right? 
But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so from the Epstein thing, they didn't talk. I, I don't really remember a focus that the whole program was more set up about the young women that he'd abused, terribly abused, kind mm -hmm. of getting their, uh, their justice, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure how we were, 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 what, can't even remember what we were saying, mate. What, you were talking about him being oft, oft in jail. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to uh, Ghislaine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was the Ghislaine Maxwell thing. That's that's incredible. Oh, you've uh, got Robert to... Maxwell, her Sorry, father, yeah. also a very very controversial, but sort of you know obviously he's not with us anymore, but very controversial man. If you look into him alone, um, and just the fact that all these people are now related in in this this one scandal just seems like a perfect storm. Um, but maybe I've just been watching too much Sean Atwood. Who knows? Well, it's interesting, but it's still. It, 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 everything is fascinating, Ben, at the minute, because if this justice is, is coming off the back of President Trump, which, which obviously the Q movement are highly going to say, yes, it is. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not right. Mm. Before, before, before all this took place, I would have said, you are having a fucking laugh if you think any politician cares anything about you and certainly about you know allegedly uh, very young people being hidden in in very dark places right i would have gone you're having a laugh they're selfish narcissistic perverted blackmailed greedy sycophantic fuckheads right but you can't deny that certain that trump's actions are very interesting, you know. Apparently, the guy he's got an IQ of something ridiculously high, hence why he kind of works in mind games all the time, and he always he's very clever mm. at shutting shutting people down if he doesn't want to give his gameplay away. Um, yeah, he's definitely and mixed with his mixed with his uh, his sort of uh, business acumen and confidence. That that's quite a. Uh, um, a potent combination of personality type to be an, an extrovert and, and and still have his sort of uh, logical step analysis. But I'm I'm not a massive fan of who he is and what he does. But I'm very impressed by what's happened. He, not not just what's happened by his um, hands alone, but what's actually been brought to the surface. Um, in terms of his attackers and how they've revealed themselves. So there's been a, I wouldn't like to bring up um, exact instances, but definitely the way that his opposition running up to his election was quite, um, yeah, aggressive and revealed a few sides. Oh, mate, so, they, they, um, the, the, the way that he's just attacked all the time surely is a bit of a... Uh, a a red flag. Mate, I've just realised why it is I keep thinking your audio cuts out. It's because the screen I'm looking at has got a delay. <laughs> I've yeah, just looked same. across to this screen. I, I've got my, my screen here as well, and I'm oh, exactly the same. For friends like, at home... He's not moving. Yeah, for friends at home, if you wonder why I'm always looking all over, it's like i got one screen over there. I can see see Ben there. I've got one screen. You're over here, top, top left. I've got comments here. Um, 
But yeah, so ordinarily... You see yourself in that reflection there as well. Um, but yeah. Ordinarily, Ben, I'd say the whole thing about um, uh, Epstein... It's all rigged. It, it's his time to get off because he, he, you know, he's he's extended his use um, for for the intelligence services. He knows too much. It's it's time. Let's let's reel him in by arresting him. Let's pull the plug before it he it just becomes, you know, his sexual predatorism becomes ridiculously huge. Let's reel him in mm. and let's let's give him the off. That's what I would say. I'd say I would say it's more the, the sociopaths that control yeah. us. Well, have, have Albert's just posted something quite pertinent, actually, which is very true, which is um, that he recently wished Ghislaine Maxwell, or Trump, this is, wished Ghislaine Maxwell well. So he said, I, I wish her well in response to a question about Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. And considering... Me- that that was quite. I didn't understand that. That that sort of put my brain into a, um, yeah. Let me let strange me come, way let, of thinking. Let, let, let me come back to that. Right, just to finish what I'm saying. Ordinarily, Sorry, ordinarily, I would say it's gameplay by the mafia that control that control the planet. Right, I'd say it's gameplay. However, now you've got this Trump in thing in the equation and this belief that he's a righteous man, which if which. Yeah, he's a family man. It's 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 not like it's not a possibility. It makes it interesting, Ben, that that these arrests that, uh, have happened. It, it puts a different angle. As I'm always saying, my jury will be out. I'm I'm never. I, you're never going to see me chucking all my eggs in any basket, particularly not a political one or a, you know, or, 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 or this. The thing with him wishing Ghislaine Maxwell good luck the other day which is very bizarre when you think she's up for trafficking children and he said i wish her all the luck you know i don't really and he tried to he did his aloof thing like he didn't know about the situation as if as if he doesn't know every single thing about that situation i mean he's been to epstein island right he's clearly friends with um with maxwell and um and epstein right so here's the thing (laughs) it was as though he didn't want to slag her off now she's in custody and say, hey, burn that witch, because he knows she's got evidence against him. And if you've gone to Absolutely. that, why else would you go to that island, right? Why else would you go there if it's not for a bit of playboy um, abuse of, 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 of young women? And I'm not saying for definite. I'm just putting that out there. I don't know. I've, I've, I've nev- never been there with him. But the way... He's been through this kind of like, oh, I don't know anything about the Prince Andrew situation. I don't know. It's like, well, you you should fucking know. You're the president of of the biggest superpower in the world. I'm pretty sure you must be massively briefed up on every single aspect of what's going on. Or or have the ability to find out immediately, should he want to. it, It looked like he was trying to protect himself from what he's done in her presence that she well knows about. If he basically what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is if he said burn that witch, child trafficker, she's gonna come back and go, Oh yeah, Mr. President Trump, what about this time you came to our island and you did this, this and this, right? This one possibility, right? There might be another gameplay going on that we're not you know that 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 we're not considering. Um just one one thing again 
is whatever Trump might have got up to, whatever kind of illicit shenanigans in his personal life, that still doesn't mean that he won't try to do righteous things in his presidency. Do, do, do you see what I'm getting at? You know, I, I yeah, I, th- I think it's important to know that anyone can can be a better person. However, if they've committed a crime against children, it's pretty hard to usually ever let them get away with it. If that if it turns out to be the case, yeah, no, I don't. From someone from no, someone no, you... who's gone through that, that would be completely inexcusable. Sorry, I'm 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 <laughs> I'm um, just making sure we're not talking at cross purposes. Although in that Epstein thing, it was alleged that somebody bought him for his birthday two 12-year-old French girls, right? Clearly, you know, under legal definition, children, right? Mm-hmm. The Epstein Island thing seems to just be what's called hebophilia, which is um, young, very young women, right? As, as opposed to, like, you know, three- and four-year-old freaking children, which would be a completely different thing. And I'm just... My my point is, I'm not saying I'm not saying any of this is right, but what I'm saying is, mm. is people that have visited that island might feel that you know dating a 17 year old young woman is perfectly acceptable, and they've done nothing wrong. This is what this, mm. this, this, this although le- legally clearly have done, yeah. Right? Right, so what? Yeah. I'm, I'm just... I, think, I think if you if you're a 55 year old businessman and that's the case, it's, it's <laughs> you know it's how that's going to be viewed by the public. Um, yeah, but, you know, you're absolutely right. There, there is there is of course a legal la- la- line in the sand. But... Yeah, I, what I, I'm I'm sorry if I'm not making sense. I'm trying to choose my words carefully. What I mean is, had Trump flown to that island to go with three year olds, yeah, Houston, we have a fucking big 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 problem right mm. had he gone there because he knows there's you know 21 year olds 20 year olds oops there's you know epstein's trafficked the you know a few 17 year olds is 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 it is a problem but it's a different level of problem right yeah i, I see where you're getting from i think it's i and, think it's I, and I'm, that... I, I, that wasn't even my point my point is is that in in these people's minds that to them that might be justifiable hence the fact that you can do other really righteous acts because you don't consider that you've done i'm really finding it hard to make sense here ben um i think i think retribution or or um writing of wrongs through one's forward actions i mean there's nothing wrong with that but there, there are limits um to, to how that should be executed but um, it, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, and you know, it, it's I, I'm not a, a Trump supporter by any any means of the imagination. I don't think he's the antichrist, like a lot of people tend to paint him as. Um, I don't think that any political leader really is um, is essentially the most evil person on the world. There's a few, there's a few in history. Don't get me wrong, but um, but I think in our current time, I think we're all we're dealing with as actors. We're dealing with people who are playing a role, um, and unfortunately, if you if you don't act right, then things get revealed about you. And if he's not acting right, you know, sorry if he, if he so, I suppose one way to look at it if if nothing does come out about him, um, and if you look at all the other things he's done at the end of his presidency, you know that he's played his role and he stuck to the script because nothing bad came out about him. It's it's when you don't stick to the script is 
you know, you get shot uh, from two different directions using the same gun from a book building. That, that's the kind of thing that happens, you know. Mm. Um, so uh, we will see. I certainly would not like to think that that he would be, um, that Trump would be that way inclined and would be guilty of anything related to the whole Epstein thing. That would be, that would be not a good look for, for the world as we know it. But unfortunately, if that is the case, then, you know, he, he, in I, my I, mind... Ben, I, be. I don't think it's as clear-cut as it seems to us because we, you've got to remember, we've all just been presented with the clean-cut facts. We've all mm. seen... Well, well, many of us have seen the Netflix documentaries. You've got the, the ages. You've got the backgrounds of the individual girls that were abused, right? It's horrific. Right. We don't know how many people were were like, hey, I've got an invite to this luxurious Caribbean island. It's that guy Epstein, you know, that billionaire. Oh, wow. It's just going to be champagne and, and hot tubs. And 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 yeah, apparently there's like gorgeous women there all the time. Right. Um, you know, how many people went along there, then arrived there and just saw you know, attractive young women without absolute realising the extent of, of Epstein's perverseness, you know. And, and yeah, the so like a, honey, of, like a honey pot, like a honey trap. Yeah, well, it. the sort of extent that he was, you know, uh, abusing some of these 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 girls. Um, ah, again, sorry, I just, sorry for friends at home. I know what I'm saying in my own head. I just, I'm, I can't, <laughs> I, I'm just, terrible at explaining yeah. it I, i'm just saying it's, i'm saying it's really ago. easy to sit here and go wow duh, 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 duh. but sometimes life just it just it isn't it isn't like that you know do you remember there was a film years ago i think it was with jean claude van damme where they would pay billionaires would fly into a city and hunt homeless people with bows and arrows there was a film about that do you remember it i want, I want to say it was wasn't running man but it was something like manhunt or something like that. Yeah, and it, you know, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, it it was. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if there was that kind of stuff going on where rich people could fly in, pay some money, and do whatever they want. You know, in 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 on some island in some country. So to think that these things wouldn't happen is is completely irrelevant. You know, but but it's just are are we dealing with people that are in power that have that have gone to those lengths? Or for me, that's a little bit. A, a little bit worrying, a little bit disturbing. And someone, I saw a, a great comment just now about someone men mentioning uh, Tom Hanks, <laughs> Castaway. <laughs> Make me laugh. Uh, what? Say why that makes you laugh? Because I I saw some interesting stuff today about Tom Hanks. Can I just before you answer that question? Yeah. I've thought of a good simile, if that's the right word, to explain what I was trying to say. When I went to China for the first time, Ben, I went across the border from Hong Kong into Shenzhen, so actual mainland China, right? And um, I, it was amazing. It was just amazing. I was the only, I think I was probably the first Westerner, so a white face that, that many of these people had seen. They followed me everywhere. Everywhere I stopped, a crowd of 100, 150 people would just slowly accumulate and and they just stare at you. You honestly felt like a rock star, right? So I got back to the UK and I was given a business presentation and I went, yeah, I've just been on, my business was, I, the, my business was actually doing business in China. 
So I mentioned that I'd been in China and what an amazing time I'd had and it was this and it's that. And there was a, a, a sort of middle, late middle-aged couple in the audience. And when I finished my presentation, I said my goodbyes to everyone. They came up to me and said, Chris, you know, we were, we were quite upset about what you said about China. They said, we went to China for a holiday. You know, we, we just wanted to go somewhere a bit different. She said, we saw children chained up to railings with their legs purposely broken, or, or sorry, no, that was it. We saw kids lying in begging bowls with their legs purposely broken, so purposely crippled, doped up on Valium, begging for money, right? So just to clarify, adults had purposely crippled these babies and these young children to lay them in begging bowls so that when tourists like myself came by we went oh there's a kid begging and you know we obviously we we give money but it's funny they said that because I remember when I was there getting chased by all these women with a baby right they all had a a baby and they would run after you putting their hand out and making these like you know poverty eyes and they come at you in swarms they literally be about 12 women all with a baby and you, you didn't I didn't think about it, Ben, when I was there. I just thought, oh, okay, you know, there's there's lots of sort of beggars in China. So going back to these people in my business meeting, what what they were telling me was something I'd just been oblivious to. And it all started to make sense when I tied in the women chasing me with these babies that, and they dope them up on Valium so that they don't, you know, they're not crying all day and they're not having to like change their nappies all day and all this sort of stuff, right? Then it all started to fall into place. And then I realised what this couple were telling me, that, that they'd seen these kids crippled. And, and that tied in with some stuff that I'd, I'd read and I, I'd heard, right? Mm. And it's getting back to the, the Epstein Island thing. Do, do, you see what, do you see what I'm trying to get at? That there's probably people that visited there, I'm sure, just thought they were going on a really decent holiday and didn't quite get the extent of, of the shit that was going on there. Um, mm. like, like didn't didn't descend into the next layer yeah they kind didn't of kind of get didn't, to, they didn't go into the basement but they, they spent some time at the bar yeah and so now we've got all Maybe. these lists of hey here's the flight log for Epstein's Island it's like yeah but we don't know what each of those you know um, celebrities and, and politicians or whoever they are I'm not being naive here I, I'm, I'm sure there were, there were yeah. some of them very well knew what 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 was going on and what they were going to get up to and 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 that sort of thing um well jelaine maxwell will be the person to reveal the people that knew and the people that didn't she'll be yeah. able to reveal I, I would imagine the 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 list of holiday makers and the list of paying participants so that that'll be quite an exciting thing to to see and hear um and and watch the aftermath of and how that affects definitely people um and their perception of celebrities should that be the case and and how that makes people look at um, the, the world in general. That, that's really where, where I see it happening. Um, and it is awful, these things, that, you know, the, the depths of depravity of the human race is a lot worse than most people, most people realise. Um, to, to think that these things wouldn't go on is, is completely ignorant. I didn't know about the stuff that you told me in China. I mean, that's absolutely appalling. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you, you know, you've seen much worse than that in time, but you know, that, that as a, as a thing alone can be quite traumatic to some people. Um, but 
Yeah, no, it's de- definitely something I wouldn't like to experience. I but got, I think there's... Go I, I got pulled on it again, Ben. My kind of naive, like, wow, and it wonderful travelling. I, I was with some... I, was, I think when I was teaching English in Hong Kong, there was another teacher there. And again, I said something like, oh, I've been in China, you know, I've, I've been in China a few times now. I was a D, actually a DJ in China for a while. Um, and I was sort of talking about my experience there. Um, and I had a bodyguard. They gave me a bot When I was a DJ in China, they gave me Mr. Wong. Was he Wong? Can't remember what he is. His name, I named him in my book, but he was this, uh, he was China's Kung Fu champion. He was my bodyguard, right? I used to just, just dismiss him because I was ex-Marine. I didn't think I needed a bodyguard. But the man, one of the managers of the nightclub I worked in was like, no, Chris, you don't understand. Chinese criminal, they kill you first. Then see if you have money. Do you understand me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing the accent, but, but that's I'm re- I remember it like yesterday. He was saying, Chris, they'll kill you first. They don't give a shit about human life. Then they'll check and see if you've got money or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm talking to this girl in, in, in Hong Kong, teacher, and I said, yeah, I've been in China, really great time there. And she's like, huh? She said, Chris, I was on a train in China. The police came on board, grabbed a suspected pickpocket, dragged him on the platform, and they executed him in front of everybody on the train. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sorry, we're just that slight, slightly in aside from the Epstein, uh, our Epstein train of thought mate but yeah it's an interesting uh yeah it is it is <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think i've i think i've seen anything like that but definitely um definitely some shocking things in south africa that you know you, you, you it opened your eyes you know some of the things you you get to see and but yeah i i, I think the positive side of what i'm saying or what i what i feel is that the awakening side of what people are, um, how they perceive the media, the Hollywood side of it will, it, it, it will accelerate. There's so many people that are in the truth movement that talk about it online. And, you know, you've only got to watch a few videos that aren't even related to anything to do with bloody UFOs or truth movement or any of this stuff. And the, 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 the algorithm will set you on that path, you know, and that's becoming even more uh, prevalent. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do hope Trump released the fact that there are UFOs soon. I hope he does that before he gets nicked for going to the island <laughs> or whatever's going to happen to him. Yeah, but That's do probably you, on my, my hope list. Is it not that this is gameplay, isn't it? Telling us that there's now there's bloody UFOs exist when they it, it, literally about five years ago, the um, the. Uh, CIA came out, I believe it was the CIA, and said, no, we haven't got any X-Files. This is after the TV programme, obviously. Mm -hmm. We don't keep X-Files. It's a load of nonsense. We never found any terrestrial life. And we shelved shelved our X-Files investigation like years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're being told, oh, no, sorry, cancel that. We found some form of alien craft. Is it? Is it something yeah. like that? May, may some, some, uh, I think the official Pentagon statement is, um, and a friend alerted me to this. This wasn't my own research, but a friend alerted me to this. Uh, um, recovered or have vehicles made from materials not found on this planet. I think is the official is right. the official thing. Well, that's that's bogus for a start because the whole there seems universe a little bit of ambiguity. Is- 
the whole universe is based on carbon, isn't it? You know, remember God created us all in his own image, which is a, which is a, a, a metaphor for like it, everything is a part of everything else. Yeah. So this notion I think that hydrogen is the first element and that so, but we, you know, there are, there are certain, certain elements like, I don't know the name, but the old Bob Lazar thing about something that, that, theoretically can be made in space but not on this planet so it's potential but um i just like the fact that they they've got videos of um american military fighters tracking things through the sky that move like you wouldn't nothing else does really is it is it any coincidence there that joe rogan has been pushing and tweeting about having you his ufo specialist guys on his podcast recently yeah but that that same bloke bob lazar he pushed... came on and it was joe joe rogan that, that i think he posted an instagram post about the uh the pentagon sort of coming up with this as well someone that was the post that my friend sent me actually was was the joe rogan post and he's been into alien conspiracies forever uh, but I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical about who joe rogan actually is but i think that probably is a conversation for another time um well it's like you know He's an actor at the end of the day. That's all, that's all I'm saying. You can't get to that level without having to conform. No. And you can't. And you can see, I think you see that change in behaviour. Um, I think a, a, a lot of people like myself, we were drawn to that podcast because he was talking about the stuff that we believed in. So yeah. the phony moon landings, the, you know... The stuff that happened, DMT and yeah, the, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, the stuff, the the, the 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 fraud that happened in New York, all the stuff that you couldn't get in the mainstream, but suddenly there's podcasts talking about it, and people flocked mm. flocked to that ray of hope. And then, of course, the day came where something somewhere was either said or decided, and things changed. And suddenly mm-hmm. the truth thing was just removed and it be- and it became a, it just seemed to become a, right, let's just play the mainstream narrative. Mm-hmm. And and I notice now it's oh, not... On, on his podcast, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, mm-hmm. um, gets quite upsetting, mate, when there's things that personally have affected your life and you can see that, that are now being forced on everybody. Need, need I say more? And then you get the biggest podcast in the world saying that anyone that believes against that are conspiracy idiots, right? It it's it thing things have changed. This is all I'm trying to say. I'm not here to slag anyone. I can't judge anyone. It's easy for me to say with what thirty thousand subscribers, it, it's pretty insignificant, right? Um, yeah. Are we what, talking about um, sounds like vacation? Yeah, that kind that, of stuff. yeah, that, right, okay. that 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 sort of thing. Um, to say yeah, that, that there's that, absolutely that seems a bit suspect. to say that I there's, don't really. Yeah, to say there's absolutely no evidence that that damages people. Well, I'm. I think from personal experience, that's not true. Mm. And even if it's not true, it, there's mass. You know, even if it's debatable, I mean, there's massive. There's massive ground there for a dialogue a dialogue before moving forward on mass in the way that we, we have in society. Um, you know, we do have to remember that as human beings, we've, we've got to where we are perfectly fine without any of the, you know, any of this stuff. Um, 
all go, uh, let, let's not let's not go down that thread, mate, because it 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 all just becomes a quagmire. Um, but um, I, I I think it's uh it, it's yeah it's how do I feel about that kind of stuff? I'm sort of am, yeah. ambivalent but conscious. Like I don't care for myself, but I care for, for other people. Um, I've not got a personal problem with it, but I understand that other people do, and it's it's their right to choose. That's that's how I believe. Um, and, and where I sit, but it's 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 too much of a messy one, as you say. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just probably too late I, in the evening. Well, it's it's, it's it's not let let's not even go there. What I'm what I'm trying to say is when you've got when you've got people that founded their careers on being conspiracy theorists that suddenly get to a point where they become so internationally famous that they turn around and suddenly call conspiracy theorists idiots and stupid. You got to kind of question, well, who the fuck's paying? You know, who's controlling yeah. you? That's I think it's important, though, to to say that you know, just because people are classed as cons- conspiracy theorists, doesn't mean that they all have to believe the same conspiracy. Yeah. Just like there's people that class themselves as religious, don't all believe in the same god. But, but don't ben, all that's believe not, in the same that, prophets. That's not even the point. That, a, that, a, that, that, that's not even the point. The the point is, it's coming from the person that was the king of conspiracy right mm. you see what i'm saying um yeah that's what you're saying um, it's, it's 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 not a surprise that you also has a, a regular visitor on his um on his uh his podcast that is a ex or maybe still currently serving member of a three-letter acronym organization within the u.s that's that's not surprising at all um mike whatever his name is i can't remember the last name that's a uh, that it, it's funny to think that he's also whenever something is going on, you always get this chap pop in and give his uh, his background as a as a former serving operative. Um, that always seems a bit suspect. But yeah, sorry. Who, who, who you're gonna have to tell? I can't remember his last name. What what was the uh, acronym? Or at least well, he's ex ex CIA apparently. Whether he's ex or still current is a uh, Mike. What's this? One of the the chaps in the comment will probably know. Oh, it, it, Mike. It, I I don't know that, but you, I think we have to remember as well. There's, you know, these organisations, these government organisations, where people come out the woodwork, and suddenly they give their massive take on, you know, on this, on that, or the other. Well, these organisations are huge. There's all kinds of people that are, you know, employed by them uh, in in. Fairly superficial roles. Handlers. Yeah, su- superficial roles. Um, roles that, yeah, you probably get quite high level security clearance, but that still doesn't mean that you really know what, what what's going on at the, the root of the organisation and this, you know, this this sort of thing. Um, I think a lot of people dine out on this, this sort, you know, in this modern era of the internet where anyone can go on a podcast think a lot of people kind of dine out on the fact that you know they they had this former former career where possibly they didn't they weren't quite so uh powerful players as as you might think that they are i, I mm. mike baker that was it i remembered it now mike baker yeah if anyone wants to yeah he, whether he, he could have been he could have been an admin guy he could have been technically part of the uh the agency as he calls it but he could have been working as um an inventory guy in a in a stationary stockroom, you know, but yeah, still, yeah. But still has the credibility to say that he had the badge and wore the t-shirt and all this kind of stuff. But um, maybe may a, a, a form of uh, 
of, of Waltism. <laughs> I would go back to the Walter podcast, mate, but I think we each time I try and go back to it, we just go off at another tangent again. And it's, it's, I think the pod. Sorry. Did you? I no, no, it no. It's not, I, I'm not blaming you. It's probably me. Did you enjoy that pod? That, that, it's not a podcast. It was just a, video yeah i i was really refreshed to see um to see that video um i'd, I'd love to speak to jonah at some point and, and have a word of him and maybe you can ask me some direct questions who knows uh, maybe a good one to to set up for the future if you want to if he wants to quiz me on on how i portrayed myself and where i got my knowledge from etc um probably not a bad idea yeah it was interesting because i think he, there's 10 questions that he asked me right Mm-hmm. but I think he asked me more. He just put 10 in the video or he set it up as, I think there was one or two I struggled on, um, which, which is completely my point, Ben. My, I said to, I think I said in the video for a start, I served 25 years ago. How am I supposed to remember, you know, yes, there's certain things I will remember that were important to me, but I wouldn't expect everybody else to know them. Right. Uh, in addition, this thing about oh, just say your cert, you know, ask somebody their service number. If they don't immediately fly it back to you, they're a walt. Well, first of all, fuck off. I ain't telling you know why, why do I have to tell anyone my service number, especially somebody who hasn't served, right? Secondly, I went for years after leaving the military without even having to remember my service number. Like I net, what 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 would I have had to use it for? You know, I wasn't a member of any veterans agency or anything. I wasn't applying for a pension. I had no reason whatsoever to recall my service number. And the first time I did, which was fairly recently, I went, ah, couldn't remember it, mate. Could not remember it. And it begins with PO. We all know that because all of our service numbers, if you join when I did, begins with PO, right? So I started coming out with PO. And then what came out was my national insurance number. And I'm looking at this bastardization of two different numbers. I'm like, nah, that ain't it. PO44. What was the letter at the. Do you see what I'm saying? Sounds like a Portsmouth postcode to me. <laughs> yeah. But, but so I'm only saying this because we, we got this kind of smug, self righteous ah, ask them their service number. Mm. It's like, no, it's not that easy. Yeah. Veterans are. Someone bre- just said, oh, I'm, I, someone called, uh, a chap called Gary has said that I, I resemble. Then you resemble Casbolt. What does that mean? Uh, let me just see. It just caught my eye. I haven't really seen anyone uh, saying anything directly to me, but I remember resemble Casbolt. I don't I, know whether that's a thing or a person or what. I don't know. I, I saw a comment earlier. Just made me comment oh. earlier. Made me laugh. Um, let me just see if I can find it. Uh, oh, it's something like I suffer from not punching people. <laughs> It's as much as whoever it was in the comments that suffers from the problem of not punching people. There's people that suffer from the problem as no one's ever punched them. And uh, it's like the good old days, you know, you could be a knob, but you wouldn't be a knob for very long because people would would be able to just punch you. (laughs) Now, now all that's taken out the equation. If you punch someone, you end up in, you know, you're, you're... you, you, I, th- I think I think there's a, a, there's a lot of stronger individuals working where, walking around today that if they did punch someone it might be um, might be the end of the line for the other person especially around here 
Um, it's uh, very scary. But you know, I'm going to look up who that Casbolt person is. Yeah, I've seen that. James Casbolt, Super Soldier, promoted by Bases Crew. That, other than Super Soldier... Is which he a Walt? I've got no idea. That's another thing I've noticed in modern society, is the giving of information, but it's not clear. It says he's a mind control victim. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Nice. Have you noticed? I don't think I don't know if you're old enough, mate. Don't think me rude, but I'm old enough now to know when people give you in, or or it's just the way that we've got all this information coming at us, and out of we've got the technology at our fingertips to have all these different methods of communication. That when people give me sort of I don't know directions or descriptions, it it just doesn't make sense. And I said, you realise you're not like texting now. Well, it, it's you've given me this bit, this bit, and this bit, but there's there's obviously stuff missing in what you said because I can't work out what the hell you're trying to say. And what they do then is they just repeat exactly what they just said, as though that's going to make it um, make it. Any- I think a lot of that is is to do with how people are communicating on the internet in general. There's a lot of um, the way that people communicate verbally. Um, resembles how they communicate in the... Like people say the word lol, like people say that as a word. So we definitely the, the new speak has come into play um, and, and how we communicate. I don't think that's just you, mate. I think that's that's a trend that we're all moving towards, a dumbed-down version of language. Language being the most powerful tool, and, and if you remove it, then it makes us weaker. That, that's not... That's not not a conspiracy theory at all. That's and, I, and it doesn't matter whether, whether it's an intentional thing from you know the the, the, the big horrible men upstairs. Um, it it is just a natural consequence uh, or unnatural consequence of how we how we're now communicating amongst us. So I don't think I don't think that's entirely your fault. Mm. And I think it's a good good point to make actually. Yeah, double speak or new speak as George Orwell mm-hmm. Orwell refers to it. Mm-hmm. I've just learned actually why this book was written. I, I won't go into it now because I'm I've not quite got my head around it. But it's got something to do with the Fabian Society apparently. Um, yeah. 1984 being the hundredth anniversary of the formation of the Fabian Society. But I'll hope to learn more about that. Yeah, which that. is um, apparently um, the the grey-haired chap in the Houses of Parliament that isn't the one in power, whatever his name is. He's um, he's one of those. Fabian Fabian Society people. Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Was it Wolf in Sheep's Clothing? Yeah, that's their right? that's their um what do you call it? Not motto, yeah. their their emblem, isn't it? Emblem, yeah. But um yeah, no the the the, the new speak or the double speak that Orwell refers to is the stuff like social distancing, right? Yes. Obviously it's like an op- opposite in terms. Yeah, it's it's just this contradiction that we grasp as if it means one thing when actually when you analyse it 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 just doesn't make it it's a complete like contradiction in terms so social mm-hmm. distancing obviously there's nothing social about distancing um mm-hmm. there's quite a few that have come to light can somebody put some in the comments the new speak that's come to light recently um new normal are oh, the new yeah there's all kind of that's one there's all kind of stuff like that. The dumbing down and the softening up, that's all your stuff. And I've said, I know I said this before, but that's people say, people being, people saying past instead of died, right? Mm-hmm. 
one person hears someone say past, then they see it. I think you've got to see it like five other times and then you will start copying that word. So mm -hmm. if, I, if you see a celebrity on telly say, yeah, my dad just passed, someone on Facebook, oh, my, my friend's passed, this. And it, it might sound really petty or silly or kind of language snobbery or something, but it's not. It's so much more than that. It says mm. so much about us as a society that we're not well, even... We're quite imitational creatures, aren't we? I mean, I am. Um, from what I talked about earlier with, with my exposure and, and sort of interpretation of, of military personnel when I was younger, I've got quite a natural ability to do that. I think we all do. So if we, if we, if we see people who we admire or are in positions of power or, or influence, um, that's why people are called influencers. That's why, I mean, you technically, Chris, would be classed as an influencer, really. Um, a bad uh, influencer, social media. I am. A bad influencer. I don't know. I think you'd be, Brooke, I think you'd Brooke, be a good influencer. Brooke's coming up with a few there that... Self-isolate, um, yeah. Yeah, it's this stuff, um, the, uh, what do they call it? Like, well, this isn't a good example. It's something a bit different, I think, but, but quarantine. It's not It's not quarantine. We're under, like, prison. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I, I don't mean, yeah. I know we can go out of the house. Shielding. We, you know, but prisoners can go out of the prison, right? Mm -hmm. But but we're, we're, we're being interned in our own homes not just against our will or for a lot of us it's against our will but um yeah sorry i'm i'm i'm, I'm trying to think of new uh, 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 of the new speak terms yeah but um it's... In, in in what's it in all in 1984 it's what was it uh what's the what's the slogan like truth is mm. fr uh fr freedom freedom is slavery yeah i think it's freedom is slavery um, it's just so much of what's going on at the moment. It's quite, it's quite incredible how it's all. The, 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 this book is just, it's just, it's all come true. Um, yeah. Have you seen the, the? There's a picture of the. This is where George Orwell lived, and there's a plaque of um, uh, on the side of the building. You know, the little blue sort of historic plaques, security camera right next to it. Have you ever seen that picture? Yeah, I yeah I have seen it, mate. I have. Sorry, jo John John Fitzgerald has just caught my attention because he's talking about Daddy Dragon. Um, What's that? Daddy Dragon is a uh, it's a YouTube channel run by Graham, or um, and Graham is part of the is it the English Democratic League? Sorry, sorry, I'm 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 all coming a bit a bit new to this and. He's a very uh, knowledgeable man from from what I get from our... We, we were on the phone today for about an hour together and just talking the, about... Uh, the EDL or... E no, no, it's not... Defense, it's right. not... It's not, not a far right thing. No, it, it's not a far right. It's more a grassroots English movement that focuses on English law, much of it very ancient, but which is still in play... Okay. And which is being kind of walked roughshod over by people that have created the illusion that we we are ruled as Great Britain. And while they're riding roughshod over over the fact that we we actually we have English rule, they're trying to stifle that English rule and English law because of the power that's inherent within it. Okay. Mm -hmm. For example, under English law, 
apparently, and, and this is, as I said, this is all quite new to me, but apparently we're, we still have the right to, to carry a weapon. And yet how mm. many laws and how many times have we been told you can't have a gun, a gun now in Britain, you can't have this, you can't carry a, a you know, you can no longer carry a knife, all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, not making any judgment there on knife crime, folks. I'm just just talking about something different yeah. here. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I it, remember the, the the dumb Blaine stuff, you know, and how that was projected out in the media. And looking back at it as an adult now, it's like was was that really the you know the, the necessary thing to do? And, and how engineered potentially was that situation? But yeah, it does um, make there's a lot of lot, lot of stuff around that. Mm. But the the fugal law, if you're referring to like fugal law. Um, it's like uh, on the Isle of Wight, I think that the sheriff and Alan Titchmarsh was one of them. Sheriff of the Isle of Wight had the right to one virgin a year. I think that's still a current fugal law if you are classed as the, uh, the sheriff of the Isle of Wight. Um, right. I'll, um... Yeah. And, and you can legally shoot someone in the square, town square in Nottingham with a bow and arrow on either one day of the year or one day of the month, or there's some that like it's, it's legally written that you can, you can call someone out on a duel and put an arrow through them in Nottingham. I think it's Nottingham or Leicester. It, it's, it's somewhere around that geographical area or part of the country. Um, but yeah, some of these feudal laws, I don't know if you've ever been to Salisbury or the, um, the Lincoln castle where they have the Magna Carta. And you can actually read some of the um, the more legible laws. Uh, there's a whole list of them, and uh, I think a lot of them lie within that as well. So that's a very interesting document, the Magna Carta, actually, and how that lays out the foundations of, of pretty much the entire law. And I read in the comments someone was talking about maritime and how British maritime law is possibly, or from what I understand, can potentially govern the entire world. Yeah, sorry, Ben. I'm just trying to read a comment with a light shining in my face. I wasn't ignoring you. Um, sorry, I don't know if anyone in the comment knows about English maritime law. I know that that chap, um, what's, what's his name? What's the relevance of it? Maxwell. Because it was being talked about in the uh, comments. Is I've heard that mentioned a couple of times lately. Is there a, is there a relevance at the moment to maritime <clears throat> law? Yeah, well, uh, British maritime law essentially extends the rule of the crown pretty much anywhere. Jordan Maxwell Brook, there we go. Um, and it was Chester, apparently. You can shoot a Welshman on sight with a bow and arrow. Well, that's so, never a bad thing. Yeah, trust me. I, I, I do know some great Welsh people, though. Some really great Welsh people. Yeah, but so, my, um, my grandma used to say, if you, sh if you see a good Welshman, shoot him before he turns bad. Don't tell Jimmy, uh, Jimmy um, James hey, that. Hey, great Jimmy? example. <laughs> <laughs> hello hello jim so um right let's talk about fun stuff now let's because because this is quite gone yeah, yeah. we're coming up for three hours it's gonna be one of the longest chats Have i've ever had it's so I, I think... well, well it's gone it's gone dark I, I didn't turn it was light when we started and i didn't mm. turn my living room lights on so um it's it's definitely gone dark now um but yeah three hours it was good it's good to speak and, and to talk to you and learn new things one of the the great things I love talking to you about in person rather than listening to your podcast and the people that you speak to is stuff that I learned as well. I mean, I'm happy to talk about my story and spread my message of, um, you know, doing the best for people, mental health problems, being understanding and, and 
really uh, talking about the, the relation between mental illness and being a woe or having you know, a, a guarded identity. But the biggest thing is, is listening to some of the things you learned from, from yourself, Chris. Oh, it's kind you say that, mate. Yeah, occasionally I, I, it does surprise me, actually. Someone messaged me to say that, like you, you said yourself, I'm going to do a skydive, Chris, because of you. And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know what it is about my sort of personality type, but I find it hard to... Like, I don't dine out on that sort of thing, if you know what I mean. I, I, I find it hard to sort of absorb. Are you the type of person that takes compliments, like, with a bit of a sort of pinch of salt and a bit yeah, of Yeah, oh, massively, sort of... massively. To me, yeah. I'm to me, I'm just me. Yeah. I just do, you know, I just, like, do my best in life. I'm not out, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not out to be, you know, an angel or to be the, the new messiah or anything. I just, no. I, I just want to be, I just think life's about being honest or at least as honest as you as you blooming can be yeah. and a, re- a really good practice a mate taught me years ago was to when whenever someone says something nice pays you a compliment right just practice the act of saying thank you smiling and nothing else and, and a lot of people tend to sort of shrug it off and act like you know a bit of a, a, a big man or you know like sometimes people think they have power that it gives other people power once they, you know, when you accept a compliment. And that is a very similar mentality to when you were talking about earlier about people with mental health problems, when they don't want to ask for help, when they, you know, it goes too far because they haven't got that sort of almost like humility um, to, to reach out to people. But the, simply the act of when someone says something nice to you, pays you a compliment, just to, just to look them in the eyes, smile and say thank you. And that's it. Because that's all, it's not the words that you say, it's not the things that you uh, you do back it's the time that you spend engaging with someone directly when nothing else is around you or interfering with what you're saying and and having that shared moment of silence is is as powerful as the words so th- those kind of things for people if they if they genuinely want to start feeling better with, with within their own skin and around other people it's just yeah learning learning as you say gratitude being grateful but but not not over egging yeah i'm not sure if i explain myself then i don't i don't mean that i I take when people come up and say thank you to me it's not like I take it for granted that's like a different thing isn't it what 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 I mean is is I'm really happy for that person because I think people say Chris oh I'm entering my first marathon because of you and I think no you're doing it because of you and I mean what I mean is you you get the credit not me you're the one that's put in for this marathon like you, Ben, you're the one that's put in for the skydive. That's credit to you, not to me. I might, you might have heard me say something, or I might have been a bit supportive. Yeah, thank you. I'm, mm. but it's it's not it really nice. People say that. I'm, but I'm, I'm supposed to be amused to to be recognised as somewhat as amused to people. That's probably the that's probably where the great where the gratitude is coming from. Yeah. Not so much the act, but but the the inspiration, um, because people can people can choose to be inspirational and they can avoid it also. You know, they can avoid giving or, you know, inspiration is, um, it is an active thing. You know, you, you, you can't accidentally inspire someone. I think by being the person that you are and being available to show that person who you are, then, then you can, you can act as a, uh, an inspirational. And don't, or it's just really late and I'm not making sense. No, 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 <laughs> you're doing fine. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's, it's, it's massively rewarding, uh, uh, not rewarding, what's conf- confirming that you're doing the right thing. When people come up and say, what I'm trying to say is, is I'm just Chris, that's it. I'm, I'm the same person now as when I was five years old, Ben. 
I feel the same. I think this, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just me. I'm just trying to get through life the best way I can. I'm not trying to get out, get, earn medals or OBEs or, you know, or, or, or be a hero or I'm just, I just go through life as best I can. And I, I go about it a certain way because I think that's going to what, when I'm on my deathbed at 80 or whatever it is, I want to look back and think, yeah, good one, Chris. Well done. You, you, you got it all in a bag, mate. And you, and you weren't a bad, you know, you, you did the best of a bad job, <laughs> right? That's, that's it. So when, when that has an effect on people, they come and say, thank you. I, I, I have to kind of like remind myself what it means to them, because to me, I'm just me. I, 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 I'm guessing some people out there know what I'm on about. It doesn't mean that I'm not really chuffed for that person that they're they're going to do something now that that that's really going to boost their self confidence and and get them a great experience. And but I'm like happy for them. I think I think well done. If you it wasn't me that got you to do a marathon. You, you you were destined to do that marathon and you, you're the one that put Chris Thrall's YouTube channel on and took the time to watch and listen and learn and absorb the kind of things that have, you've heard me saying help me in life. So good credit to you. But what I'd like to add, higher Matt, is um, what has really been quite special lately is all the lads that have now joined the Marines, that have seen my podcasts, and that now write to me from Limston, um, or they're the father of, of say, a recruit at Limston, that yeah. says, Chris, all the lads at Limston know you. <laughs> you know, they all talk about your podcast. And that is that is very gratifying, Ben, you know? To be yeah. in such I mean, a, it should be, you know, to be in such it's a, a, it's a, it's a family for you, right? You know, the, the, I would imagine that it's, it's like another, an extended family. Yeah. And you have that approval. And as I said, mate, veterans can be the nastiest people out there to each other. They really can be fucking nasty and, and, and a bit, you know, a bit blunt and a bit thoughtless and a bit ego driven. Right. And, you have to have you you have to have firm belief in yourself to do something like YouTube. You just have you've got to have belief that you're doing the right thing. You're doing it to the best of your ability, and that your intentions are right. And, and as long as your intentions are right, and you you believe your intentions are right, then then you can stick with it, right? But I guess what I'm trying to say is you get you you do have to suffer. <laughs> you do have to. You know, you experience a lot of different opinions is what I'm trying to say. But the thought that at Limston, at the heart of the Royal Marines, the heart of the Corps, there's a special group of people there that, 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 think, that think fondly of what I do. Well, that's a fucking result, Ben, isn't it? You know, that's a real, that's a real nice result. Because I have veterans uh, email me, mate. Oh, fucking hell. They, they tell me how I should be living my life. They tell me what I should be saying and what I shouldn't be saying. As if, like, I'm, I'm doing something incredibly terrible. And I'm, I'm putting out Or are this... they trying to use you as a platform for their own ideas and their own... No, mate, they just fucking don't like it that someone else is doing well for themselves. You know? Oh, right. Or, or, or so, if, I, if I'm not... Jealousy and contempt. Well, that or... You know, I'm very honest about the military. I mean, it's not, it's no, it's not a secret, is it? What the military are used for? Not in this day. Not, not since, not when you look back at the last two conflicts. Dams, 
that are bound to bust in, in North of England. I don't know what else. Um, no idea. Well, yeah. <laughs> Making the Illuminati even more powerful than they than, 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 than they already are. And that's no, as I always say, that's no uh, slight on the bloody military who who, who who will go and die for you. They're, they're wonderful mm. people. It's the bloody leadership and what we allow these young men and women be, to be sent off and you know, slaughtered and lose their arms and their legs and all that sort of stuff. Nobody believed in the Afghanistan conflict, Ben. No servicemen. They were all over there going, what the, what the fuck are we doing here? Ending mm. up having to fight to keep the person on the left and right of them alive, right? But not, not the morale must have been awful, right? But um, going back to the Limston thing, I'm, I'm just trying to say that any shit that any veteran might, might give you just is completely irrelevant when you got lads going through Royal Marines Commander training now that think the fucking world of you <laughs> and, that, and to think that they're all chatting amongst themselves going, do you know Chris Thrall? Yeah, I've seen, that's... It, do you ever go, it, go, go, get to go down there and meet some of them still? Do you reckon that'd be a good podcast to go down and meet some recruits and see a troop? And Yeah, I'd like to, but I think you've got to remember that the people that run that establishment, they all have to toe the party line, don't they? And they mm. probably don't want, um, a, a, let's just say, a free voice as myself. Um, but is that is that a confirmed belief or is that your opinion? That they would um, that? It's, it's, you know, when you speak your truth in life, Ben, you have to be prepared to make sacrifices. Mm. You have to be prepared to get stones thrown at you. You have to be prepared to be slandered professionally and personally. Um, particularly if you think some of the things we talk about, I know we can't go into too much detail um, at times, but it's quite serious stuff, mate, you know? If enough people start thinking along that, that way and you, you don't know where it's going to end up, you know? No. You, when you're a truth teller, you... You, it, things can go fucking horrible for you, you know. Because mm. let's be honest, we I, live in I a think world. It's important. Yeah, we, it's important to look at the phrase "truth teller" as like, yeah, truth tellers will be the ones that have seen and experienced. So you can only tell the truth that you can legitimately only tell the truth of what you've seen, done, and experienced. Can't tell the truth if it's someone else's truth. It's, it, it can't be the truth if it's a, a, a you know a theory. I know what you mean, but it's this is where I struggle with it. And this is where I've, I've come to terms with, you know, the current, the sort of conspiracy aspect of all kinds is that unless I've seen it, unless I've done it, unless I've smelt it, touched it, I don't guarantee it to be a truth at all, you know, and that works for anything. That is complete. You know, the ultimate truth is, is, is what we've experienced mm. and what we can experience is, is, you know, well, what, it's what we also can, what's with our, within it, our reach right now. But there's also a truth in the universe, Ben. Mm. It, it, I've been referring to it as universal law. Someone else will tell me, you know, that it uh, is logos. Is that can someone the logos? Lo, when you hear them in in kind of religious, not not religious, but spiritual terms, talking about yeah, lo the lo the logos is the spirit. It's um, is it the the Greek or the Latin? Oh, I, th I think it's Latin. The Latin term for logos uh, means like the ether or the spirit or, or something along those lines. 
Um, yeah, and what I mean is when you start to grasp that principle, then then you start to see that that there are truths in life, mm. and that that this is this is the whole thing about the conflict that's going on on a very kind of high plane at the minute, a, a bigger level, and it and if you want to use metaphors, good against evil. If you want to use Eastern philosophy, it's the yin and the yang. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you want to use an English term, it's the balance, right? Mm-hmm. It's that this stuff is going on and some of it is just, it, it, you, there aren't words. To, you either feel it and, and understand it or you don't. And I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be cryptic here. I'm just saying yeah. that, that, you know, it's, everything is about the, everything's about the balance, right? It's why I talk a lot about the alkaline diet. It's getting your body in balance. If your body's not bad, if you're acidic, you're, you're just so off balance from the start. Nothing else is going to pan out, you know, long term. It's not going to pan out well for you, right? Your thinking's not going to be good. That's, that's, mm. that's a truth in how they control you. They control you by permanently keeping your Kundalini spirit stifled with the coffee, mm. the alcohol, the fatty food, the abundance of carbohydrate and animal flesh that we eat literally cannot get up onto that plane that I'm always trying, trying to talk about, right? That, that is what I call a universal truth. Mm. It's not about a theory we, we, or a this or a it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a physical thing that you feel and it's yeah see i don't i don't really subscribe to any of that diet stuff in terms of like i eat fatty foods drink black coffee drink beer eat sugar all the time however i still consider myself a somewhat enlightened person <laughs> as in i know that I, I am aware of the other of of the the the, the dark of the, the the darker shade on the chessboard you know I, i'm aware of that mm. i just don't let it bother me and i don't i don't get sort of sucked down by it but yet I still have, you know, the the diet that is contrary to all this, you know, this kind of stuff. Maybe it is. I remember there was the, the chap in Africa. You talked about him before, the one that built the school. I don't remember his name. Um, St. John something. He oh, was the John first person. John St. Julian, I, yeah. John St. Julian. Yes. I've learned an awful lot from. Yes. And I remember, actually, I listened to a lot of this stuff about the, um, the sacred secretion and, and a lot of these mm. topics and, and I get it. I do get it. But I, I don't think that you need to tick all of those boxes to, to be of an awakened state. I no, think, Glenn, you're, I think you're confusing two separate things, mate. Being awake and experiencing the Kundalini is two different things. You're clearly mm. a woke, 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 <laughs> awoken person. Um, that just means being, you know, open minded to all possibility. Right. And, and 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 framing the world for what it is, not not what we've been brainwashed from children to believe it is that that's one thing that's clearly what you are what i'm talking about is 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 a feeling it's like being on a drug and it only comes into play when your thinking is right i don't mean like 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 you know you got to think like me or or blah, blah. no no i mean it you, your thinking comes right through thinking through the processes enough times to get these universal answers that I'm trying to say, right? So it's your thinking is right. Your diet has to be right because your body has to be pH neutral or you don't, you just don't get this. It, the, the feeling doesn't invoke in you, right? 
um, you you have to be able to dismiss stress like that. That's kind of like your meditation or your your kind of instant mindfulness. You need to not want for anything in the world, literally to not want for anything. So it's not like, oh, next week I'm going to get paid. I'll be happy then. Or, or it's Christmas coming soon. God, that I can't wait. Or we got a holiday next summer. Yeah, you know, I don't mean like it's not good to look forward to stuff. That's not the point I make. But a lot of people live like for the Friday because it's work end. Well, that you're not going to be in, you're not going to live in a Kundalini state if you only live for Fridays, right? If mm. if your body's toxic, you physically feel it, Ben. When when you understand what it's like to live alkaline, you physically feel the lethargy in yourself, the clouded feeling, the clouded um, thinking, uh, and this, like what I will call a low level of depression that hangs over you. Um, and when I when I'm in that state. I don't get this this beautiful, beautiful. I call it the Kundalini. I I might be even mistaken that because no one's ever really been able. To, I I understand the biological process your your body goes through, the secretions mm-hmm. and all that. Hence, chrism, Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this perfect harmony with your environment. It's not just about the way you think. And obviously, to be in perfect harmony with your environment, you need to be eating what human beings should eat not what coca-cola and kfc and mcdonald's have, have brainwashed into thinking it's okay to eat right that stuff is fuel but it's not nutrition um and yeah it's it's amazing it's the feeling i had when i set off to run the length of the country i felt so beautiful i felt so light i felt so, so you'd started the alkaline diet on the run up to that that uh that that um, feat of physical well i've been endurance. i've been eating alkaline now for 17 years it came off the back of a period of really bad ill health i went to see a guy to uh, a spe- uh, let's just think of him as he wasn't a specialist but that's a, as descriptive a word as any i went to see a specialist who put my blood on a on a tv microscope right so he took a prick my finger took blood on a slide put it under this electric microscope, then he projected it onto the TV screen, which is quite some technology for, for 17 years ago, right? And he pointed out in my blood, you could physically see the white blobs of acid floating in amongst my um, cells, cells, uh, blood yeah, cells. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess you so. You could see where my blood cells were malformed and he could explain why. Um and he even asked me, what did you eat last night? I said, oh, I had a bowl of shreddies because I was at work. I was doing a night shift. and I, I was at a client's house. I used to do um, support work and I ate a bowl of shreddies in the kitchen. I remember it. And he went, yep, that'll do it. Refined carbohydrate. He's coming out with something I never heard before. Well, refined carbohydrate, what do you mean? I thought shreddies was cereal. I thought shreddies and like milk, milk's from a cow. It's good for you. That's your calcium, Right. All the stuff that I, I laugh at myself now, right? And that was it. He gave me the book, The PH Miracle. As I say to everybody, biggest game changer ever in my life. Bigger than, you know, addiction. Bigger than working for the triads. Bigger than flying airplanes. Bigger than jumping out of them. 
bigger than running a thousand mile, bigger than, than, than having a family. Learning the alkaline diet was the biggest investment that anybody can make in, in, into their life. It just is. And when you get in that l- lovely, beautiful place where you don't live in fear because you control your own mind, you, you don't, the media can't control you because you know it's all lies, you develop this beautiful um, kind of belief in yourself because you are the universe. So by definition, you know, you can achieve great things. Then you can go up to Scotland. As I say, I, I did it after two years of being disabled with chronic uh, uh, busted disc in my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, had sp- spinal surgery for that busted disc. Had in total, I think, three spinal procedures. Um, so I didn't get time to train. And I just flew up to John O'Groats and then ran a thousand mile pretty much nonstop, as I said. And when I was at John O'Groats and I started running, rather than be like, oh, my God, I've got to run a thousand mile. Or, oh, will I do it? Or, oh, my God, you know, what if I make an idiot? Ah, didn't have any of that. All I had is I'm going to smash this and I'm going to so much enjoy every single step of the way. And there's only one goal on this mission. And there's only one thing I'm going to think about. And that is when I run into Land's End down that final 100-yard stretch to that signpost, my little boy's going to be there waiting and I will make him proud of his daddy for the rest of his life, right? That's the only thing in my mind, Ben. I swear to God, nothing else. Didn't care about where I slept that night, where I was going to eat. Yeah, obviously I'm computing this stuff as I go along but none of that was worries to me didn't care that that you know not sure if anyone's ever run a thousand miles non-stop carrying a 15 kilo backpack with no support crew didn't care about that knew knew it wasn't an issue just knew I was going to see my boy make him proud of his dad and, and let him know that his dad always puts his money where his mouth is um, and the reason I could do that is like I say it's this it's this spirit that you you that you you conjure, conjure up in you, I can't I can't can't really explain it any better. I wish I wish somebody could explain it to to me. John St Julian does a like a really wonderful job, but I still have you know kind of queries in 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 my head about what what exactly it is. But when they talk mm. about the chrism, so the chrism chrism in ancient language, I think it might even be Greek, but I'm not sure. It it means to anoint so christ means the anointed one so Mm -hmm. along with um along with christ being this um wonderful human being let's say it's also a metaphorical story for these processes that are going in going on in your head um your screen's just cut off but oh sorry it's all right you're back um it's it's also i believe a metaphor for these this biological process that goes on in your head when you're in the state that I'm telling you. So when you become that person that lives for kindness, that has empathy, that, that you know, puts others first, that doesn't live for greed, that doesn't, you know, have, have anger and hatred and jealousy and bitterness in their body, that eats the right way, you, you become... Christ-like, and I don't mean that like um, 
no, I, I understand the know, metaphor. And I, it's, I don't it's, mean it's not one. the only metaphor that that is quite. I mean, I, I didn't know that one, but there's. There, I mean, I look at religion, especially like the Bible. I'm not a religious person, but I'm aware of the Bible, and I'm aware of like religious faith and. And definitely, if you don't take it as a, a direct instruction, but simply a metaphor, then it doesn't do you much harm. Although there is a lot in the Bible that's completely bloody ridiculous, and you know, killing of gay people and all this kind of stuff is, you know, it, it's it's not right. There's no place for it in modern society. But the basic principles of teaching someone to be a good person, to to live a pure existence, um, and even if they didn't start off that way, to then redeem themselves through these practices. That's not a bad, you know, a bad way. You know, the whole sort of we'll punish you, you'll end up in a, in a, in a load of fire and flames if you don't do what the, you know, your, your father or your lord, the lord of the land or whatever tells you, then, yeah, that's all bullshit. But, yeah, it's, um, it, the thing with the scriptures, and, and we know they've been kind of co-opted, is that the right? Yeah, bastardised. We, yeah. we, we know it is the simple way I think of it is it's just, it's the enlightened people through the ages have tried to put into metaphor this universal law that, that I keep referencing. And mm. they're just trying to tell you the truth. And some of it is so bloody clever. It's too clever for us to... Un for, for, for... Do, you mean, do you mean like sort of hidden messages by the... The, the the honest monk who had to write the Bible again um, and, and edit it and then slip something in just to make people a little bit more enlightened but without his boss noticing. You mean that kind of thing? Yeah, the way where people are oh well they wouldn't be able to understand this, so let's rewrite it like this. And it mm. in, in doing so, because they didn't understand the metaphor in the first place, they've just completely corrupted that metaphor. Mm. It don't work no more. It now becomes yeah. about, you know, killing gay people or something, right? Yeah, I, um, I like the um, the sort of uh, the the manna from heaven one. You know about that that metaphor and how they describe how the manna from heaven, like how it happens, and it's essentially the same. Like what time of what time of year it was, um, the conditions that were required at that time, and it's essentially how certain certain funguses, fungi, grow that that give you apparitions and guide you in certain ways. That and it's it's quite. Um, I think I might have initially heard that on the joe rogan podcast when he was um still a little bit uh, underground but um there's a big thing about that um and it's completely um completely true i've heard um from friends that might have done it but um but yeah li little things like that i find fascinating let's say i'm not someone that takes a lot of things very literally until i've experienced my own truth but um yeah it's it's, it's definitely a very interesting principle I'll give you an example, and again, I wish John would come on the podcast. He said he would come on the podcast, but we haven't, um, it, well, he hasn't been forthcoming with, with a date sort of thing, and I can't do him justice, but it tells this story about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? And John has this great way he can explain what all of that means, and obviously, you know, it, 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 it's interesting things like Adam, 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 Adam mm -hmm. is ancient language. Adam, a atom, it's a, mm -hmm. it's it's metaphor for for, for the atom. And mm -hmm. Adam, the rib from Adam goes to create Eve. That's the a the a the atom splitting to create, mm -hmm. you know, the the creation of the universe where you there was a thing and then it split. 
and and then it re yeah i'm i'm not trying to pretend i i can tell you this off pat but that sort of thing and then when when adam and eve go east of eden it's talking about where they went from being left brain controlled individuals so kind of like non-thinkers to being the creative enlightened version of man and he, and he, and it's a metaphor for moving into the right hemisphere of the brain so they went mm -hmm. east east of eden right um all kinds of stuff stuff like that there's another one john speaks about about jesus when he's in the storm and and um and you if you read it at face value you just think that Jesus, he's, he's out there in a boat with his disciples and they're all panicking because it's getting stormy and Jesus is asleep. And it just sounds like, a you know, the story of a few guys on a boat, right? John has this beautiful ability to explain what that actually means in esoteric terms and how it relates to all, you know, human biology, psychology, physiology, all this sort of stuff. And it's just it's just incredible that these books are so clever that that the majority of people, including all of the, the, the clergy in the country, don't understand. You know, this thing da, 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 rose a day, rose again on the third day. It's it's it, it is, there's so many clever I think a lot of people are caught up with like the pomp and circumstance of of these kind of I mean, you look at the church, right? You you go into one, it's all grand and there's expensive looking stuff everywhere and is that really the point? Is that really I don't know, I'm not I've only ever really been in, in churches as in, in invited into them for, for occasions. I never, I've never really regularly frequented, but when I have, and I've always wondered like, why is this so grand? If the story is so decent, you know, if the story, if what they're saying is, is everyone should be like this because it's the best way to be, then why am I standing in the building that costs thousands? So I think there's, there's definitely um, uh, an identifiable, difference between religion and the actual message that the religion is founded upon um oh massively so. i mean my understanding it it's you know my understanding of the story of jesus and we're talking about jesus as a person now or as allegedly this person that exists my story is really interesting it's in my book if anyone wants to know more my relationship with jesus is in this book 40 nights and it's not in any way a religious relationship. I just, I value being a free thinker way too much to sign up for somebody else's, you know. Mm. They're going to say it's a system of enlightenment. I'd say it's a system of control, but that's a subject for another day. But my point is, my understanding of Jesus is this, this guy that said, like, I am the messenger. I'm not the message. And if you go building churches to me and worshipping me, it's like, dudes, you completely misunderstood everything I said. You know, he's saying that the church is out there. It's in the clouds. It's in the, the fish in the lake. It's in the, the smiles in the people. That, I mean, the poor people said to Jesus, the poverty that were outcast in, from the city, because to live in the city walls, you had to be the rich you know the movers and shakers in society, the wine, the wine drinkers, right? Yeah. And they're all like, "Oh, but Savior Jesus, we we we're just but mere poor people. We're worthless. We're worth nothing. How can we worship the Father when we we're not even allowed into the church?" 
And he's like, no, it's the other way around. You can't worship the father if you go into a church. You know, the yeah. church is out there. This is your church, mm. the, 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 right? He's... I'll tell you, the, the one story that I remember from school, um, and I think it was Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you know who that guy is. He's um, a Canadian clinical psychologist. I think he's a, a, quite a, 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 a well-known Christian as well. So, um, But he, he's also a big thought into self-development and the whole going into the desert, going into the desert and losing yourself, going as, as far as you can go into the desert, meeting the devil and then coming back a new person, oh. i.e. going crazy, means seeing the worst. Is that what the book's about? I, 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 what, what, I what, why do you think it's called 40 Nights? I don't know, mate. I don't, I don't read. I've well, got the old learning uh, difficulties, uh, the, so I can't the, read very well. It's the biblical passage. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, right? Okay. Um, it's also, interestingly, 40... 40 days is is what a lot of people fast for to get the maximum benefits right um but yeah so and when you fast it's not just about you know losing weight in fact it's nothing to do with losing weight it it's about purifying your mind and and really um like grounding it as much as you possibly mm. can to get to the truth in life and that's why 40 days of solitude that's your prayer, your meditation, right? Prayer in the Bible, when you hear prayer, that doesn't mean asking God, you know, for a bike for Christmas. That's that's a Western interpretation. Prayer is your meditation. It's your getting deep down and, and spiritual and contacting the God or the universe or spirit, what, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. But um, so Jesus is out there and he's got, um, you know, he's got guys coming up to him going um, like, Jesus, I'm not worthy. I am but a poor, poor man. Um, I, I'm not allowed within the city limits. You know, what? Wh why do you spend your time with me, O oh Lord? You know, and he's like, listen, dude, everybody's equal. Just, you know, everybody's created equal under my father. You're just as power. You're just a you're, you're as equal person as, as the, the, you know, religious leaders and, and, the, and, and this kind of thing. Well, that was a language these poor pe people living in poverty had never heard anyone speak this logic before. And it opened their eyes, right? Hence, I, I once was blind, I now can see. Do, 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 do you see? Mm. It's, it's, yeah, I remember it, seeing that one and, in, uh, in, in, uh, in you know, assembly. But, but, school. but in, in church, they teach you that Jesus does miracle. He makes blind people see. And of course, then you got a bit of a mix up with the fact, well, actually, he probably did faith healing as well. And a massive tenant, I would say, of faith healing is just having someone listen to you and believe in you. It's quite amazing how many of your ailments will very quickly disappear. Right. So I, I'm not saying it's the only story, but you've got all this kind of complex weave of of different agendas, different histories, different um, uh concepts like the the stars you know the 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 um the the calendar the various calendars so you got the and you got the romans agenda and and all this kind of like mm. i'm not even, i'm not even clever enough to even pretend i understand much of it but i understand enough to i think to sort of see it for it enough to understand the universal laws is what i'm trying to say yeah i th i think that's a that's a blinking good way to 
to finish off and understand that we we all have a, a deep sense of the universal laws. If we want to, if we want to find them, if we want to find them, we can. If we don't, we can, you know, stay at home and watch X Factor or yes. other popular TV show. State let's, approved. Let's wrap this up, mate. You've been brilliant. But what what about throwing yourself out of aircraft? When are you going to do that? Uh, can I not tell you the date? <laughs> just in case. <laughs> what do you mean, just in case of what? Well, because if, if I commit to it and then something happens and I'm on the news, <laughs> if 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 uh, if there's any kind of air, aircraft malfunction, I'd rather do it when I, I'll tell you about it when I land. <laughs> but it's in. It, I'm going out. Actually, I don't know. I haven't got the exact date. I think it was on there. The thing. It's like it's in September. All right. Just, I've only ever been in. I've only ever been in two aircraft accidents when I've um, when I've been skydiving. Two, only two. And they were blinking scary. And both of them was when I've told people, oh, so when you, oh, I'm going up this day. And, it, and, I, and I, well, no, one aircraft accident and one parachute malfunction. That was, that was quite a double parachute malfunction. As you know, you've probably had those as well. Um, where you've had to kick risers off your legs and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so in, so in September, middle of September, I'll be going up. Um, up to that, that place where I was telling the, the viewers about earlier where I first got my inspiration based on my, my, tra- my trauma and sort of modern, started my modelling um, path, how I, I wanted to see myself as I was older. And, and really, if I'm going to sort of go back 20 years and do the same thing, let's see if I'm still as brave as I was when I was 16, when I could not only put up with all the other stuff I was putting up with, but chuck myself out of planes and land parachutes at the same time. Um, and remember not to flare at 35 feet when I see a, a deer that turns out to be a rabbit or no, a rabbit that turns out to be a deer. When I gauge my height, you know, you're flaring. Yeah, that, that hurt a few times. So yeah, it'd be good to go up on the, uh, and if, if you want, if you want to come up, Chris, it'd be great to see you up there, do a video together. If not, then uh, I'll make some recordings of some videos. Yeah, well, to, do, do as much recording as you, you, do as much recording as you can and all the training and everything. And I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. If I can't come in a plane and jump out with you, it's probably not, have you still got your cat eight? Have you, or is that expired? I don't know how long it lasts for, mate. You know, I've done. I think it's. I, it, I think it's six months before a complete refresh. I think. Yeah, I, I'm not well, sure. It used to I, be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kid myself that I. If I if someone handed me a parachute now and said, "Right, do you want to go and jump out of that plane?" Yeah, absolutely. Of course, I would. I wouldn't care. All you got to know is is you got to be able to reach behind and grab. It's a little ball. It's like a little hacky sack. Mm-hmm. You got to reach that, grab it, and chuck it. And that's your parachute out, right? You've only got to know yeah. how to do that and make sure. God, I can't lift my And make shoulder. sure you do it with, with, with your, your, your unmentionable face in the ground. That's the other thing. You don't want to pull that hacky sack out when you're on your back. I've done that once. That didn't work out too well. Oh, yeah. You want to be stable in the air, air when, you, yeah. when you chuck it, really. And you want to be checking your altimeter. And for, for a sort of beginner, you don't really want to go below 5,000 feet. Just, just to keep on the safe side. Well, you, you, you pull at three and a half, don't you? You pull at between three and a half and two thousand feet. Yeah. I once pulled. I once pulled just before my ADD went off. If you know what that is. Yeah. Just before. So just before that popped, I, I, I once pulled then, and that was very, very scary. That's but, your um, automatic, forward, um, automatic deployment device. device. Deployment device. Yeah. 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 It not not everybody has one of them because they're quite expensive. Do you remember the name for it? There's a name for the company that makes them. Oh, I can only think of Javelin. That's the only company that I can think of now. Yeah, no, I was trying to remember. 
when I was skydiving in Florida, they had a name. Basically, folks, inside your parachute, inside your, your pack, there's a little pair of scissors inside a machine. And if, for example, you were knocked unconscious leaving the aircraft in an accident, or you you collide with another skydiver and you're unconscious, that um, little pair of scissors operates on pressure. So when you get down below, let's say 2,000 feet, you, you can set them at different, different heights. But say you set it at 2,000 feet to be safe. If you go below 2,000 and you still haven't pulled your parachute, that device knows it, it senses your height, and it cuts this string and that releases your chute for you so you can land unconscious, basically. But not everybody had them. Um, because Cypress. That was Cypress. How did you know it was that? A Cypress. Cypress. Um, it, the, the, the one you're talking about, though, is the old style, which is the mechanical type that cuts the, like, the retainer for the three-ring circus. Still, like it was still... It was, the one in Florida was called Cypress. Cypress, I, with a, yeah, with an E. Oh, I didn't um, even know that. And then that. there was a... Then the ones that I had were they were um, pyrotechnic, so they would deploy a charge which would um, detach everything and, and release your. Although I don't think I don't think it cuts away the main. I can't remember because there's some there's some circumstance where you can have two either side, but that might be down to a failure. I don't. I've never had that. Never had that happen. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back up there and. I don't think there's anyone there that was serving that would... I mean, the only guy that I really got to, to know reasonably well was a Navy skydiver in the Naval team. And he passed away. He passed when he uh, slammed you into said the, the side word. of the... You just said the word. Newspeak. <laughs> Actually, a friend... A friend of, I, I didn't realise this. A friend of my mum's, um, my mum's partner, my mum's... Uh, who she's with now. Um, his son was one of the guys that tested the original squirrel suit. He was, uh, I think he might have been 20, 21 regiment at one point. I don't know. But he was still, or he was testing it for 22 regiment. So when they, when they were for the British Army first developing the squirrel suit, which was for, um, I guess, were you, I don't know whether you were training with it or before you, you saw videos of people doing stuff like that on YouTube, that this guy was, um, or his son who passed away, um, died in an accident in the Netherlands, was um, was actually part of the development team for the British Army for that suit. I don't know if you maybe know who this guy is or, or knew who he was. Sorry, no, it doesn't ring a ring a bell. Can't remember his um, his last name, but it'll come to me another time. Anyway, he used to jump at this place because one of my dreams, because I don't know whether you've done it, is to jump out of a balloon. That's one of my absolute dreams. Yeah, I've done eventually. that. Done that twice. He says showing off, but yeah, no, I've jumped. I've done two balloon jumps. Not, not as a skydiver. That would be something special again. Like that'd be a bit bare grillsy, wouldn't it? But yeah, um, that that would be cool. Jumping into nil air, as they say. <coughs> yes. So um, you're going to be jumping out with an instructor either side of you to stay yeah, to... full AFF course. So either side until I'm stable. And if I don't, if I forget to pull, they'll pull it for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I won't forget. No, you will. You'll be coming down like that, one either side, holding on to you to stabilise you. They'll be, oh, like that. they'll be looking at you to keep look glancing at, at your altimeter, and you'll be making sure that they can see you're doing it. When you get to five, you look at them, nod, nod, cross your arms, 
and then reach behind and they generally help you reach back to make sure that you you grab it you grab the little hacky sack chuck mm -hmm. it and then uh you're on your own mate and then the the person on the ground with a radio talk says right you're coming in 50 feet 30 right flare yeah. and you flare and you land like a uh pods. like a fairy <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think yeah, of a mate. graceful animal, but it is it. I mean, it's like it's like a bird lands, isn't it? You like a you... like a butterfly touching down on a, on a on a wild orchid on a Japanese lake. There we go. Yeah, I wasn't actually thinking of that, but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. right, Ben, you've been awesome, dude. I've I've really enjoyed our chat. Thanks for having me on, Chris. I'm glad I'm glad you called. It was you know it was a really really good time. Really nice to to speak to you and. Um, yeah, keeping keep doing all the good work that you're doing and having fifty thousand few interviews and more and, and more people should be watching you and listening to, well, to to the good things that you've got to say. I've got you know my guests to thank a lot for the success of the show so far. They've they've been absolutely excellent. So right, Ben, just stay on the on the line. I'm going to do the uh, a thank you and an outro, but thank you to you again. It's um, okay. To everybody, all our friends at home, um, to Tony66 and Brooke for doing the moderating. Thank you very much, guys. It's not an easy job in today's political, uh, you know, hot climate. Um, thank you for everyone that's taken part in the chat. Um, thanks for all your uh, courtesy to each other. I can say everyone's been very polite, which is the way it need, needs to be. Um, to everybody watching after the fact thank you to you too please like and subscribe instagram i'm chris.thrill books are on amazon facebook chris thrill um and patreon if you want to come and join our patreon team get a free bit of life coaching and come and meet me at my annual talk you can see the link the links will be below and the links are in the description of the the video as well that's it i think i've talked enough massive love to ben massive love to you all see you again You're soon bye-bye friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast please like subscribe and share and don't forget to follow me on social media username chris thrall instagram chris thank you